MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Getting rid of pests is not a do-it-yourself project. So call the 75-year professionals at Dodson Pest Control first. Visit DodsonBROS.com to find an office near you. Dodson, the pest professionals you trust. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, March 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, three of the eight teens wanted in connection with a brutal assault near City Hall have turned themselves into police. On Thursday night, police said that they identified seven of the eight teens and that the Philadelphia uh, District Attorney's Office approved charges for their arrest. Police said they are still working to identify the eighth suspect and take the additional suspects into custody. Reports say that uh, some of the suspects are planning to turn themselves in today. The assault happened just after... After 7 p.m. on February 23rd, a 34-year-old woman was knocked to the ground and beaten by a group of young people at 15th and Chestnut Streets. For eight kids to completely just take away any sort of comfort that I feel walking down the street, it just makes me sick, the woman said in an interview with 6ABC. Uh, The victim's father said that he was in disbelief watching the video. You can't imagine absolute brutality, completely inhumane. I don't know how a human being can do that to another human being, much less a teenager. The woman said that while nothing was physically taken from her, her peace of mind was stolen. She said the attack happened before it was fully dark out and no one stopped to help her until she was unconscious. She said uh, she's a message for her attackers. This doesn't have to be your life, she says. I'm completely about second chances, but that shouldn't be something that you feel okay doing and high-fiving your friends afterwards. You can change and you can do something good, but it doesn't have to be like this. It's Anyone a pretty impressive to... uh, you know, yeah. way to approach this. Uh, yep. I, know, I as, know. As the victim. Yep. Anyone with information about the attack or the suspect is asked to contact central detectives. A high school teacher is being accused of attempting to have a sexual encounter with a minor, according to the Bucks County District Attorney's Office. Officials said the investigation began on March 1st when a witness went to Buckingham Township Police to file a report regarding a man who engaged in unlawful contact with a minor. The witness said that on May of 2022, he was posing as a 13-year-old boy online. He had been texting with 42-year-old Stephen Allen. Alan Straczynski, a high school teacher at Council Rock High School. Uh, The witness said he first met Straczynski on the social media dating app. According to the DA's office, he initially... uh he initiated explicit sexual conversation with the witness who Straczynski believed was 13 years old. Uh, Straczynski allegedly solicited sex from the witness and arranged to meet at George Bush Park in Buckingham Township on May 23, 2022. At 3 p.m. that day, he allegedly arrived at the park where the witness took a picture of his vehicle and license plate. Straczynski fled the park shortly after, according to officials. Police later confirmed the vehicle and license plate were registered to Straczynski. On Thursday, he was charged with a criminal criminal attempt to commit involuntary deviant sexual intercourse and a criminal attempt to commit unlawful contact with a minor. The DA's office said he was arraigned and committed to the Bucks County Correctional Facility under $250,000 bail. The Council Rock School District sent a letter to parents yesterday stating that the staff member had been put on administrative leave and that their top priority remains to be the safety and welfare of the students and staff. Well, they're going to follow through with, you know, get this all worked out and justice is served and everything, but a complete side note to that story that I heard there George Bush has a park in Bucks County. Um, yeah, he said yeah. George Bush, Bush park. park. I didn't yeah. know that. Neither did I. Huh. 
Is that what I said? That's yeah. what you said. I was looking. Uh, it's in Buckingham. Yeah, Buckingham Township. Okay. All right. All right. Not aware of that. I didn't know if he had ties to... All right, anyway. And it's a senior? It had nothing to do at all with that story other than that, and it kind of <laughs> yeah. stood out to me, and I'm like, wait a minute, George Bush Park? Uh, it stood good. out to you in that story? <laughs> I heard, dude, I heard it too. That's it, it stood out to me as well, Preston, so don't feel alone. And George M. Yeah. Bush Park. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Big difference. That was the wayward son. Okay. Yeah. So that, that George, I'm not <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm smart. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about okay, that. Okay, so we, we don't know who George M. Bush is then? Smart. That's him. <laughs> the, uh, no relation to the uh, presidential family. Well, oh, okay. All right. All right. George M. Bush uh, oh. he died back in 2011. Rest in peace. Because I think oh. Texas when I think the Bushes. Absolutely. Like, That's yeah. kind of funky. All right. Not Buckingham Township no. in Bucks County. Okay. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Nearly 2 million popular Yeti coolers and gear cases are being recalled due to the risk of magnets in the product detaching and being swallowed. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, but, except nobody's swallowed them yet. This is why they're they're recalling them. Uh, the specific products are the Yeti Hopper M30 Soft Cooler 1.0 and 2.0, the Hopper M20 Soft Backpack Cooler, and the Sidekick Dry Gear Case, according to the <laughs> Consumer Product Safety Commission. I don't the, know what magic they use, Cappy, but like these Yetis, yeah. these cool. Coolers work. You throw ice in there like eight o'clock in the morning. It's still there it's, the next morning. It's black magic. It is, is what they're employing. Yeah, I know. It's a pact with Satan. Uh, Case, I was in Florida. This was years ago, and um, uh, a bunch of my cousins went out on a fishing trip, and they took that like giant white one, like the huge one that yeah. they have, uh-huh. uh, and they you know filled it with ice, put all their drinks and everything they wanted in there. They then took it off after a day out on the water in Florida, like you know melting out yeah. on the water. Uh, brought it to the house that we were all staying at, and it the the ice stayed in there for the entire weekend we were there. We never refilled it with ice. Kathy, three days in the Arizona desert. And- in uh, summer of uh, 2017, we left a Yeti in the car. We got back after hiking. I'm not exaggerating. There was still ice left I, in the Yeti. Wow. Casey, it is magic. Who the wow. hell knows? And the healthy dose, dose of asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Occasionally. You know, the, the, the Yeti and the Yeti knockoff has become the go-to tchotchke to give away at oh, charity yeah. events. Yeah, the Yerdy? Yeah, yeah, the Yerdy, yeah. Uh, yeah the Yerdy. Are you talking about the, the cup? The little cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a coffee cup. Which, by the way, speaking of magnets and Yetis, that, that little sliding uh, uh-huh. closer yeah. on top. I'm obsessed with. I'll sit there and just go flick, 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 Dude, flick, flick, flick. I had no forth. idea that that thing had even come it off. Comes it off. comes off. If you put it in the dishwasher, you can take that magnet off. Yes. Uh, so the cases and coolers have magnet line closures, uh, which can fail, resulting in detached magnets. If two or more high-powered magnets are swallowed, uh, they can attract to each other uh, or to another metal object and get stuck inside the body. Uh, this can cause serious injury or death. There have been about 1,400 reports of the magnet line closure uh, degrading or failing. However, there haven't been any reports or injuries of the magnets being swallowed. So the, the, the risk is, you're saying, that if you were to swallow accidentally one magnet and then accidentally swallow a second magnet, that could be a problem. Well, co- the, the, the case comes with right, two magnets. Right. Like oh, does it? Okay, what, all right. Yeah. Uh, consumers are advised to stop using the product and then contact Yeti for a refund or a replacement uh, product. In sports this morning. Is 
after a 4-1 road trip, the Sixers are back home tonight to host the Portland Trail Blazers. The Sixers are in third place in the East, two games behind the Boston Celtics for second and four and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks for first. Tip-off for tonight's game against the Blazers is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers lost to the Carolina ah. Hurricanes, getting shut out 1-0 last ah, night what in the Raleigh. is this? Yoder Kochetkov made 19 saves. Andrei Svechnikov scored an early power play goal, and that was enough for the Hurricanes, who have won four games in a row and nine of their last 11. Carolina has back-to-back home shutouts and hasn't allowed a goal in three of its last four games at home. The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night with a game, an afternoon game against the Penguins in Pittsburgh. The puck will drop at 3.30. At spring training, the Phillies beat the Orioles 7-6 yesterday afternoon in Clearwater. The Phillies host the Pirates this afternoon, and the first pitch is scheduled for 105. And in high school hockey, the Pensbury Falcons beat the Conestoga Pioneers uh. in overtime, winning 4-3 in the Flyers' Cup. Uh, Andrew Falkenstein scored the overtime winner 11 minutes, 10 seconds into the extra frame to send the Falcons to the semifinal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, Kathy, this just in. George M. Bush was of Doylestown, Pennsylvania. There you go. And a lawyer with a passion for land preservation. Uh, he passed away in 2001, had a heart attack while on the road to South Dakota for an annual pheasant hunting trip. Yes. The old, same old story. I guess uh, land preservation, a big part of uh, what he did, so therefore named a park after him. And And pheasant pheasant hunting. And now we know. Yes. All right, well, welcome to Friday, friends. We are ready for the weekend. We have our Word of the Week prize to give away the floor seats uh, to see Muse coming up next week on the 19th at the Wells Fargo Center. On top of that, we have a couple of great guests that are going to be joining us. We have our buddy Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Fitzdog is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Saturday. It's been years, it, I think. It's been a long time years. since he's been here. We may have we zoomed with spoken him. to him yeah, yeah, via Zoom yeah. or phone or something like that. Uh, but Fitzdog will be here in the studio. And then we have comedian Phil Hanley, who's going to be at Punchline tonight, stopping it as well. So those guys will be swinging by. And with our first Bizarre File this morning... We have an announcement to piggyback upon uh, us and our trip to spring training, Clearwater, FLA. There is a second announcement coming along with that, something we're very, very excited to share with you. And it comes with residual benefits. It does. Yes, it Absolutely. does. Kathy, were you going to mention something? Yeah, you know what? So uh, my, my traffic sponsors weren't um, weren't popping up, so I just wanted to re-sponsor. Oh, go ahead. Make good. Okay. All right. Uh, so the traffic was brought to you by uh, Whole Foods Market. Power up on poultry at Whole Foods Market. Organic, air chilled, boneless, skinless chicken breast is just seven ninety nine per pound with Prime through March fourteenth. While supplies last, shop in store or online. Terms apply. Thank you, Kathy. From <laughs> One more time today. She'll be back in the studio next week. Uh, a week from right now, we're going to be in Clearwater. It's yeah. pretty, pretty exciting. We'll be broadcasting from the ballpark. That we will. So, I will be bringing a jacket to that. Broadcast. That is wise. <laughs> Good idea. What's, yeah. What's the temperature? You know what? I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. During I checked yesterday, it was 79, 80 degrees. Oh wow! So that's the high. That's the high. What is it right now? Yeah. If we can find out, because right, I'm I'll curious as to what we need to be wearing as we arrive. Because there was one year we froze our asses off. Had no idea. <laughs> That it was that cold early in the morning in Florida, but nonetheless, uh, we survived, and it went went on to be a beautiful day. Oh, it's fantastic! So we're looking forward to some uh, wonderful weather in FLA right yeah. now. It's sixty five yeah. degrees. All right, high of seventy nine. All right, today, yeah, and then next week, a week from today, the projected forecast: eighty degrees and sunny. Oh. Word. Hello. That's the St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, so, but we have an additional bit of info to add to that. Another thing that is taking place while we are in Florida. So we will have that announcement with the Bizarre File close to 8 o'clock 
this morning. So a bunch to get to. We're excited about We hope you are going to stay with us for the remainder of the day. We have a lot of things planned. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Give some things away. Talk about the celebs. It's up next. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. <laughs> White oh, whore pipe. when the whores come in. Oh, oh, that's man. one of my favorites. White whore pipe. That one goes on the list, man. That's a really good one. All right, so stupid question time. We're giving away a $50 Metro Diner dining card, by the way. And this courtesy of listener Virginia Munden who sent me this. She said, in honor of Women's History Month and March Madness, here's a stupid question for you. Who was the first women's basketball team to win a national championship? Mm. So which team, which women's team was the first to win uh, a national championship? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll go through the birthdays today. It is Friday the 10th of March, and birthdays include Prince Edward, also known as Edward Wessex, Queen Elizabeth II's third son, and he turns 59 years old today, by the way. I, I've lost track of, of I, I know, obviously, I don't know how many of the princes there are. His third son, I guess there's three only, right? And then right. Fourth, there's the daughter. Uh, I'm sorry, there are four children. Four, three sons, four, one of them. And then one daughter, yeah. The daughter's known as the white whore. The white oh, whore okay. of Sussex. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, it's an. It's sometimes uh, I have a beat on it, and sometimes yeah. I'm totally confused by the family tree. Uh, Prince Edward is 59 today. Jasmine Guy, ah. who played Whitley on A Different World. Whitley, Whitley, yeah. You remember, she is. She became the focus of the series. She did, yeah. yeah after. Um, uh, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet left, yeah. right? And then uh, Whitley was the one, because she was kind of the snooty, uh-huh. bitchy one initially, and then yep. became the focus of the show, yeah. She's 61 today. Uh, Sharon Stone, we were just talking about her yesterday. Nice beaver. <laughs> yes. And you, you really, uh, that's really caused her a world of hurt. That yeah. one nanosecond beaver shot 
had her kid taken away from her at the yeah. time. Yeah, there was a custody battle, yeah. and that was part of it. Uh, but she's a great actress. She's been in so many great things. You, you know where she really shows her ability is the casino, the yeah. movie casino. Yeah. Uh, she's really, uh, you know, she's off the, the the hook, as they say. Yeah, she, she's crazy and uh, nuts and, and, yeah. and dramatic, and uh, it's a really good role. It's just cringy as hell when her and... Joe Pesci are making out of that oh, scene. God. Uh, uh, she is 65 <laughs> today. Shannon Miller, the Olymp- Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Shannon Miller turns 46 years old today. I wish I remembered which Olympic game she appeared in, but uh, she is a champion. Uh, we also have uh, Edie Brickell of Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. Yes. Currently married to Paul Simon, right? Yeah, they've been together for a long time. They had a weird domestic issue a few years back. Where they, they were, like, both held accountable. And apparently they both got physical with each other, and it was a, a little brief thing. And then both of them issued statements to say, yeah. look, we messed we're up. Sorry. We made a mistake, yep. Uh, so she turns uh, 57 years old today. I always loved this song. Yeah, and, and Circle. It's a great song, too. Uh, so happy birthday to her. Circle got me a, a loss in uh, iPush one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. I mean, I, yeah. it's a great song, but yeah, that, like, you guys voted me down on it's, that it's one. It's a tough jury yeah, on that yeah, game. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, Carrie Underwood has a birthday today as well. Carrie Underwood is one of those. You guys know, I, I told you, I do not like country music. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen her on some award shows and so on, singing a variety of songs and, uh, in and out of the, the country format. The woman can sing. Yeah. And she, she has got a seriously strong voice on her. One of the three actual American Idol successes. Yeah. I remember she she had the thing where she goes, I, I've injured my face and I'm reticent to reveal it to the world. And um, then she did, yeah. and it turns out she's beautiful. Yes, she's still And no gorgeous. one could see what the hell she was talking about. But for her, it was obviously dramatic. And she acts from time to time. She does. Uh, she was in that movie Soul Surfer, you, if you remember. She played a, a pharmaceutical rep, Preston, on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And the whole idea of the, the episode was that pharmaceutical reps at the time were all hot women. Definitely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, she is uh, 40 years old today. Uh, speaking of beautiful, uh, Playmate of the Year, former Playmate of the Year, uh, Shannon Tweed. Nice beaver. Mrs. Jean Simmons has her birthday today. And I forget, did we actually finally get married? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Oh. They, they, he held off for the longest time and was like, why Why do you need this? Why do you need to be married? Uh, and Jean eventually... Don't buy the coop when you can get the chickens for free. Something like that, yeah. So he eventually... Uh, took the dive, and they are indeed married, and she is 66 years old. Uh, that reality show of his. Oh, yeah. Family jewels? Yeah. Yep. Uh, also celebrating birthday today, Tom Schultz of Boston. In fact, he, other than Brad Delt, he was Boston. Brad Delt's anniversary of his death was uh, yesterday, uh, and I was kind of diving into Boston a little bit. The interesting thing about uh, him is he's... he's got a master's degree in um, engineering. Uh, mechanical engineering from MIT, and that first album, the majority of it, recorded in an apartment basement, a studio that he built. He took the demos to Epic Records, and he wanted to actually release exactly just what he recorded yes, in his yeah, apartment. Yeah. But they made him re-record some of it. For the most part, every single instrument other than the drums is all Tom Schultz <laughs> it's amazing. on that album. He and was a classical pianist, a guitarist. He created all of the uh, the. Um, 
uh, uh, the effects for his uh, his guitar sound, which was you know, all that unique. Tech. Yeah, he made it by hand. He also created the um, uh, the, the guitarist <laughs> version of like the walk, like a mini. It was called the Rockman. Rockman. Yeah. My buddy Gary had one, and now they're considered collectors' items. But he um, he not only a brilliant music or, or a brilliant uh, um, engineer, but he wrote all those songs, too. Yeah, the dude's super talented. Massive hits. So he celebrates his 76th birthday today, Tom. I love this song. Schultz, it is still. I, yeah, this is a crank it up yeah, in the car yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have several musical birthdays. Uh, Jeff Ament celebrates uh, his birthday, or Ament, however you prefer to announce that or he pronounce says, it. He says Ament. Uh, Eddie says Ahmed. Okay, he turns. Wow, it's a big one for him. 60 years old. What? Yeah. Members of Pearl Jam are 60 oh years my old. God. <laughs> I think he's the oldest. We had him on a year or two ago. He builds these skate parks now. He's great. And, uh, you know, for underprivileged youth and, and people on reservations in Montana. And oh. Jeff, Jeff's a great dude. He's the easiest guy in the band to talk to. He's a big basketball fan. Um, I've met him a few times. Really, really nice. So happy 60th oh, birthday. Jeff. He's got a side project coming out uh, in, a, in a month or two. And so we're going to try and get him back on for that. He's, got, he's in this band called uh, Trace... Which is a wonderful oh, yeah. dessert. That's what I go with, man. Let's just call it that. <laughs> All right. It's delicious. Trace uh, Mountains. Uh, Trace Mountains. Yeah. Okay. Trace Leches is a great dessert. Uh, we also have uh, Rick Rubin celebrating his birthday today, the producer who has produced everybody. Did you watch that uh, uh, Paul McCartney? Um, I what, did. Yeah. It was good. Uh, was that? Yeah, that was Rick Rubin who yeah. was in there with him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Beastie Boys, you're here now, but uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Audio Slave, Johnny Cash, Metallica, Public Enemy, Slayer, Slipknot, the Dixie Chicks. I mean, he goes across all formats, and he turns, as well, 60 years old today. Uh, Paul Haggis, the screenwriter, producer, and director who did movies like uh, Casino Royale and Crash and Terminator Salvation, a bunch of stuff, Million Dollar Baby he was involved in. Kind of was responsible for the Scientology. Uh, um, yeah, Going Clear. Yeah, Going Clear. That, yep. uh, that That's documentary and, and that, I guess, getting that information out. And then he had this court situation that was going on. Do we know how that was ever resolved? I don't remember hearing of it being fully resolved. Ooh. I remember it. Like, wasn't looking good for him the last uh, yeah. I saw. Yeah, so. and then you heard nothing. Yeah, so he's 70 well, years old today. He was found liable in a civil trial, and he uh, was required to pay $10 million in damages. No way! Where he was alleg- allegedly, so it's a civil trial, not a, cr- a criminal, but allegedly raped publicist uh, Haley Breest. Well, that's messed up. Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, we also have uh, two more beautiful people celebrating birthdays today. John Hamm. John Hamm. Stunningly uh, good-looking. Good-looking guy. And very funny. Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, is a solid fletch. Yeah. He uh, turns 52 years old today. Uh, Mad Men is what uh, really uh, catapulted him as far as his acting Mad career Men. was. Mad Men. And uh, he's really good in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Uh, he is. He does what Great. you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to be that sort of, um, you know, square jaw boss. Yep. Uh, and then the last birthday, uh, the very lovely Olivia Wilde has her birthday today. And she is 39 years old today. So super good-looking people to end on the birthday list. All right, uh, let's get an answer. Stupid question. It is Virginia Munden who sent this in. And she said, who was the first women's basketball team to win a national championship? 215-263-WMMR. I am trusting her. Answer. Oh, boy. What uh, is her answer? Here, Casey. All right. Right there. We're going to do... But remember, as always, it's your answer that is the answer. Uh, okay. Uh, is this is this looking bad? 
Yeah. <laughs> what you, is that what you have? Yeah. yeah. All right, Nick confirmed it. Okay. Huh. Nick All right. confirmed it. Uh, the first women's college basketball national championships. Okay, let's go to uh, Mark, see if we get the answer. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, Mark. Do you know the answer? Uh, it's Louisiana Tech. That is incorrect. Oh. It's not Louisiana Tech. First women's national <clears throat> championship. Yes. Uh, not the NCAA uh, basketball tournament champion. Yes. National champion. National championship. All right. We will go next to Jody, see if we can get an answer. Hi, Jody. Good morning. Jojo. Good morning. Hi, Jody. Good morning. Hey, what's Liberty. He? Liberty. Liberty. No, thank oh. you. All right, let's go next to Nancy. Hey there, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning, Nancy. Who won the first women's national championship? My son said it's Immaculata College. And your son is correct. Hang on a second, Nance. We are going to give you... A $50 Metro Dining Card and a Metro Diner Dining Card, I should say, now serving new stack sandwiches, bite into Metro Diner's latest crispy fried chicken or po' boy boys. Oh, yeah. Shrimp po' boy, sorry. Uh, layered with uh, fresh lettuce, tomato, chipotle ranch, served on a hoagie roll, and you can visit MetroDiner.com. Yes, Immaculata. Uh, in ni- March 9th, 1972, their women's basketball team, also known as the Mighty Max, yeah. won the first national championship. And they went on to win the title in 1973 and 1974. And they made a movie about that, by yeah. the way. Is that the one where Kathy was a whore? I, no, no, no. no. I was the flight attendant in that one. Flight oh, okay. attendant. Okay. okay. No, remember, I didn't get the whore uh, I was part. a whore. Um, that was uh, the nail. I got the mom oh, part. Oh, that's right, that's right. Wait, we have the, uh, wait, wait. The audition. Do, yeah, wait, wait, one second, I have it here. I know Well, I while it. you're looking for that, here's a text came in. It says, my math teacher from Haverford Middle School was on that women's team and mentioned in the movie they made about them, shout out to Mrs. O'Grady. Ah. As she was on that team. Nice. Cool. But congratulations. That is awesome. All right. 150 is 75 for 150 for the ass and 300 for a dollar. That was the whore. All right, I got a lot of stuff to get to, Let's guys. Get here. Going. We, we don't have time, time for sex list. So, Robert Blake, the Emmy Award winning performer who was uh, tried and acquitted in the killing of his wife, has died at the age of 89. Uh, a statement released on behalf of his niece uh, said Blake died of heart disease surrounded by family at his home in Los Angeles. Uh, his career never recovered from the long ordeal that began with the shooting death of his wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley, outside a Studio City restaurant in May of 2001. Uh, he was adamant that he had not killed his wife, and a jury ultimately acquitted him, but a civil jury would find him liable for her death in order to pay uh, Bakley's family $30 million in a judgment that sent him into bankruptcy. Uh, the daughter that he and Bakley had together, Rose Lenore, was raised by other relatives and went for years without seeing Blake until they spoke in 2019, and she would tell People Magazine that she called him Robert, not Dad. I remember the uh, that trial. It was so weird. They were at a restaurant. He had, had brought a, a gun with him, yep. and then he, he she was in the car. He went back because apparently he says he left his gun in the restaurant, yep. and during that brief period... It was his contention and his defense's contention that somebody came upon the wife in the car and murdered her in that 
six minutes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in his youth, Blake starred in the Our Gang comedies, The, the Little yes. Rascals, yeah. and acted in The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, a movie classic. As an adult, he was praised for his portrayal of the murder of Perry Smith in the movie of Truman Capote's true crime bestseller, In Cold Blood. And he's 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 excellent in that movie. His career peaked in uh, the 1975 to 78 TV cop series Beretta, of course. You remember he, that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he starred as a detective who carried a pet cockatoo on his shoulder and was fond of disguises. And it was typical of his speciality, which was portraying tough guys with soft hearts. And it's the signature line, don't do the crime if you can't do the time that don't is still quoted. Yeah. Uh, Blake won an Emmy in 1975 for his portrayal of Tony Beretta. Although behind the scenes, the show was racked by disputes involving the temperamental star. He gained a reputation as one of Hollywood's finest actors, but also one of the most difficult to work yes. with. He later admitted to struggles with alcohol and drugs uh, in his early life. Uh, he won an Emmy for the title role in Judgment Day, the John List story, portraying a soft-spoken church-going man who murdered his wife and three children. God, that was pretty damn good, too. Yeah, and then his uh, stuff slowed down for him there in the mid-'80s. Uh, his last project was in David Lynch's Lost Highway. Do you, you remember his makeup for that? He looked like no. a corpse. No, I never saw it, that movie. It, that image of him in that makeup from that movie ends up as a T-shirt picture all the time. Uh, according to his niece, Blake spent his recent years enjoying jazz music, playing his guitar, uh, reading poetry, and watching many Hollywood classic films. So... Robert Blake, uh, 89 years old. A few other stories to get to. Uh, Lucy Liu did not feel vindicated when other people said that they had had bad experiences working with Bill Murray. Uh, the 54-year-old star previously accused the 72-year-old actor of using inexcusable and unacceptable language towards her when they filmed Charlie's Angels in 2000, and she admitted that she felt, has felt sad when other people came forward with their own stories, including Gina Davis, who said that he had verbally berated her while making quick change, and Seth Green, who claimed that Bill had dropped him in a bin by his ankles backstage at Saturday Night Live when he was just nine years old. Yeah. Uh, Lucy said, I, I felt sad that it happened to other people. It doesn't make me feel vindicated to hear other people are having bad experiences. I don't think it's a great feeling to have to live with that and to feel that you're uh, punishing yourself for something that you had no control over. I said, I feel very grateful that people are able to speak their minds and release that because I don't think it's a positive energy to hold within yourself. No sad, bro. No sad, bro. Uh, this is interesting. Courtney Cox has opened up about using face fillers. Uh, she shared on a recent Los Angeles podcast episode saying, and she opens up about this, she says, thinking I was getting older when I was really young, that's just a bummer, a waste of time. It's a domino effect. It's like you don't realize that you look a little off, so then you keep doing more because you look normal to yourself. <laughs> and that pretty much explains that whole Hollywood attitude yes, of Yes, absolutely. Stuff. We were out there for that one event that we did. It was a radio event. And, uh, and you and I had the same conclusion. It's like, Everyone looks like this. Yeah. She said, you look in the mirror and you go, oh, that looks good. And you think, and and you don't realize what it looks like to the outside person and just doing too many fillers and having to have them removed, which thank God they are removable. I didn't know that. I know. I thought they kind of like dissolved in there. Do they? Yeah. I know they're a little more, more normal lately. When she, she does. Got, when she got the, and so she has recognized that she went a little overboard with it when she got her um, Hollywood star. So she's been promoting Scream 6. Yeah. And if you see her on about now doing the press junket, she looks, listen, she was one of the most naturally beautiful faces. You know, remember, she got pulled out of the audience in the uh, Bruce Springsteen video. And I mean, 
she was that kind of girl. So, yeah, it, it looked weird for her to be all Hollywooded up. She said, I think I messed up a lot, and now, uh, luckily, I can. Uh, I was able to reverse most of that, and now I'm actually just older, she says. So, yeah, she got she got wise. You know, Botox can migrate if you get it in your... Yeah. And that, I think, Kathy, you've mentioned that as well. That, yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's one of the reasons that yeah. I'm not getting it, because if I get it in my forehead, then it'll migrate and probably make me go blind. What if you lost uh, use of your lips and said things like white whore pike? <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks. Listen, the, the lip thing is like something... Like just like what she was talking about, people just keep going with it. Yes, like, yeah. they, Lisa they look at they look at themselves and they're like, "Oh, that looks good. I'll do more. I'll do more." And then, I mean, you end up. You guys know that look, and it's terrible. Right. We're easy to bad people, <laughs> but it's just unfortunate, especially in Hollywood. Women can't age. Yeah, they have to stay young, and then they end up looking, you know, a little bit weird. I, I'm really enjoying the show on Apple TV Plus, uh, shrinking. Yeah. Um, but the one female lead, the neighbor, who, by the way, her husband is Ted McKinley from like Married yeah, with Children. Love Ted and, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, but Love uh, Boat. she was um she was in the Drew Carey show. I can't remember the actress's name, but like she clearly has had work. And I'm like, damn it, you know, like you just you, you don't look like yourself. Yeah, right. You know. Yep, exactly. So at least she, I didn't know she had uh, reverse head stuff. So good for her. Zendaya uh, just made a wild surprise appearance at Paris Fashion Week. Uh, the Euphoria star took to in the Louis Vuitton show on Monday from so the, the front row. Preston, there I am sitting, you know, uh, there at the, at the event, and she comes walking in, and I was aghast. Well, I'm sure you were. Uh, you noticed her uh, dark tiger print ensemble of short shorts, absolutely knee high boots, and an open blazer that revealed a black bralette. Uh, the Emmy-winning actress who debuted a shorter bob hairstyle in December paired her look with layered necklaces and one of the brand's signature top-handled monogrammed bags. And according to Vogue, uh, the outing, which she made with longtime image architect Law Roach... Image architect? Uh-huh. Uh, marked the star's first front-row sighting since October when she attended Valentino's Spring 2023 show. Uh, despite wintry temps that didn't make it out of the 40s, Zendaya's presence made a sizzling impression at the show, featuring designer Nicholas Gizerk's latest looks artfully set against the backdrop of Paris's famous Musée d'Orsay. Uh, Nick, I have no Musée idea if I said it. Morzea de Rose. It used to be a train station. Ooh. Uh, ah. She also posed with Pharrell Williams, who was named the new men's creative director for the Fashion House, succeeding uh, Virgil Abloh last month. Abloh? Uh, Roach said she's fearless. She's fearless. She has this... We just love her. ...really beautiful talent of going on the carpet and evoking whatever story we created in the background. As a fashion engineer, I just love her. So she is killing. She's slay. She's slay, slay queen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Hallie Bailey took to Instagram this week to introduce her Little Mermaid doll to the world. She said in the video, I have something really exciting to reveal to you all, and I'm going to cry. This is the new Little Mermaid doll. I am literally choking up because this means so much to me. And to have one that looks like me, that's my favorite Disney character. It's very surreal. You and I have bobbleheads. So, come on. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the club. Uh, pointing to the doll's forehead, Bailey added, and look, she even has my mole. So they put the mole on there. I, would just, I assume they get a percentage of that, right? Oh, if you, if you sign a... Well, uh, you, would, uh, you would hope, right? That's yeah. her image being used for merch. Yeah. Or she has a crappy agent. I don't know. They didn't strike that deal. Disney has a way of yeah. taking <laughs> everything. <laughs> We're so. going to destroy you. Who knows? Um, on Tuesday, Bindi Irwin 
uh, shared a photo of herself in a hospital bed to Instagram and revealed that she's been diagnosed with endometriosis. Uh, the Bindi's Boot Camp star said, I'm sharing my story for anyone who reads this and is quietly dealing uh, with pain and no answers. Let this be your uh, validation that your pain is real and you deserve help. And she added that she's struggling with pain, exhaustion, and nausea. Uh, and it's been happening for 10 years. Uh, she said, thank you to the doctors and nurses who believe in my pain. I'm on the road to recovery, and the gratitude I feel is overwhelming. That's some heavy-duty stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Kim Kardashian has given a tour of her massive California garden on her Instagram story. And these are my salad balls. The <laughs> garden includes artichoke, Haas avocados, uh, uh, Anna apples, and... Minola Tangelos. These are red things, and these are orange things. What do you call the oranges? Yeah. Oranges, yes. Uh, in the video, Kim said, an afternoon walk in the garden. We're going to start picking some fruits. They're so amazing ones. I'm going to watch the people I pay pick some fruits. Yeah, there you go. So, Did you say the so amazing ones? I, that was my okay. fault. <laughs> There's so many amazing oh, ones okay. is what she said. Well, I wouldn't doubt her saying that. So, according to Page Six, um, yesterday, and this is sad news, Tom Jackson, who uh, was a star from uh, Queer Eye, uh, passed away. He had cancer. Oh, man. Uh, and so he had a battle with that. Was uh, he one of the cast members or was he one of the people that they worked on that was like, a, like an audience favorite? It's a good question. I assumed he was a cast member. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, they showed a guy who just didn't look like one of the queer eyes. He's larger with a big beard and yeah. everything. But I, I wasn't familiar with it. Maybe it was in an, another season. Uh, I'm not sure. But um, his family revealed earlier this week that he had a long battle with metastatic uh, and uh, adenocarcinoma. Uh. And um, so, yeah, he, he succumbed to that. I love that show when it first came on. Yeah. I, I didn't watch really any of the other versions because it's just too much else to watch. But when it first came on, it was a, it was a blast. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Carson, they gave legitimate advice. Carson Kressley yeah. still uh, does stuff. And uh, and I forgot the guy's name who was the, the food expert. He's He they, he did Chopped on Food Network. Yeah. So, yeah, they've gone on. They've carried that for a while. Um, how about this? This is kind of interesting. Uh, on Monday... Colin Farrell reprised his role as Penguin for the upcoming HBO Max series, The Penguin. Yeah. And according to New York Post, the banshees of Insharon actor wore facial prosthetics as he walked around the streets of Manhattan filming scenes for the show. And, of course, oh. no one would recognize him because oh. he does not look anything like Colin Farrell. It was such, first off, the, the prosthetics, the makeup, astonishing. But his performance, again, if you were to play that for someone who had no idea, my wife, I had to show her who he actually is in real life, this very handsome guy yeah. is this this uh, this this character, and they have him, I think, a little plumper for the TV series. Yeah, and you can't you can't hear it in his voice. No. You can't see any expression on his face that looks like Colin Farrell. It's unbelievable what they have done prosthetic and how he and he's one of those people that can fit into any mold. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he can, good. He's that good of an actor. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, Steve, you like this? is apparently remaking the hit So Bad It's Good film, The Room. <laughs> this is pretty wild. If anyone can do it, I think he can do it. The Better Call Saul star is set to take the lead in the film, previously held by, of course, uh, filmmaker Tommy Wiseau. Uh, the scoop comes from indie filmmaker Justin uh, DeClos, who shared the information via Twitter. Uh, many fans obviously assumed that the post was a joke, especially considering Bob Odenkirk's background in sketch comedy. Uh, but this guy clarified that the Room remake was indeed happening for real. Uh, he famously co-created <clears throat> Mr. Show uh, with David Cross, 
Uh, Odenkirk also flexed his comedic acting skills in a recent appearance on I Think I Should Leave with uh, Tim Robinson. <laughs> it's a great uh-huh. bit. It's a hilarious bit. Now, they specified that the film, shot mostly on a green screen, will be played seriously by Bob Odenkirk. So it's not a it's not a com- comedic take on it. So there was The Room, and then there was The Disaster Artist with yep. James Franco playing uh, the making of the movie with those scenes lovingly recreated. And so, yeah, from what I understand, Preston, the joke is they're playing this seriously. Yep. With the original script. Yep. So they're going to they're gonna try to do it as is, sort of. So. Have you ever seen the original? No. Uh, it, it is well worth the time. It's not something, it, it'll, it, there's, it's all over the place. You can find it anywhere. But it is something to behold because yep. it's so, again, it, it does exactly what you need a crappy movie to do. They were trying to make, or he was trying to make a good movie, and it Fails at every uh, level. Yeah, I'm I'm not intrigued by yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to watch a crappy movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. No. So I uh, can't do it. I don't I, have it. I, in I know me. I know people love it, and I know it's 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 cult, and, and oh yeah, and, yeah, and they're way into it. But I like, like the Franco. I ain't got movie. time for that. <laughs> I, I thought that the Franco movie was really good, it's, and, and yeah. I think you can watch that and not watch the crappy movie. It's very faithful. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then one last thing. Uh, Deadline reports that uh, Taika Waititi. Maybe starring in his own Star Wars film. Although the JoJo Rabbit star is still working on the script, the next film in the franchise is scheduled to hit theaters on December nineteenth, twenty twenty five. How funny so, do you think they try and make that? Uh, he's he's got a he is a funny guy. He's got a he's done some it back great down. movie. He's got a ratchet it back. Yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder was too much. Well, I bet, I bet he's heard the feedback. You know what? I, I bet he course corrects a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, but they're also. I was telling Casey. I was reading that the Bob Iger has now um, kind of put out the degree press, and we've talked about gluts of stuff as far as Marvel and Star Wars, and and they are pulling back because yeah, you have to, it starts to dilute the product if you have too much out there. Burnout is already hit. I have it, and if they they back off, they might be able to salvage that. I think reignited a bit. I mean, yeah. for I, I would you know we'd be out at the. The the, the the advanced screenings religiously, and now yeah. oh, I'll wait till it gets on home video. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, new movies opening this weekend. Turn All right, opening this weekend, Scream 6 hits theaters. Uh, it's a horror mystery thriller, and it stars Jenna Ortega, uh, Melissa Barrera, and Courtney Cox, among others. Uh, following the latest ghost face killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. Uh, it's two hours and three minutes long. It is rated R. Wide theater released today. Rotten Tomato score, 78%. Oh. It's getting very good reviews. And they're saying also that, again, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, and Marissa pointed this out, it's more thriller, but it's also more brutal, apparently. So, um, yeah, and, and Jenna Ortega in the cast at this point yeah. can't do better than that. Yep, you're hitting while the, uh, the iron is hot. All right, and then uh, Champions also opens this weekend. Stars Woody Harrelson, Caitlin Olsen, Ernie Hudson, uh, a former minor league basketball coach is ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities, and he soon realizes that despite his doubts, together his team can go further than they ever imagined. Uh, it's also two hours and three minutes long, rated PG-13. Do you know what this reminds me of? And, and it's, it's another Fairly movie. It's The, uh, the Ringer. 
Okay. Remember Johnny Knoxville, I where he, he competes in the Special Olympics? Yep. I never saw that movie. Yeah, it's good? okay. It's okay. okay. Uh, wide theater release day. Rotten Tomato score gives it a fifty-six percent. And then finally, uh, the movie sixty-five opens. It's a sci-fi adventure. It stars Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt, and Chloe Coleman. After a catastrophic catastra- catastrophic crash, white whore. It's the next whore. word I can't get out. After a catastrophic crash. Uh, on an unknown planet, Pilot Mills quickly discovers that he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. And now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the other survivor, uh, Koa, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. Running time, an hour and 33 minutes. Rated PG-13. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score, 30%. All right. Well, it's a departure from the original plot, which was simply about retirement age. Oh, yeah. That's different, you know. All right, and then we have clips. Ooh. From getting divorced to being extremely Italian to going undercover, Adam Driver uh, takes on a time-traveling role in the new film 65, which we were just talking about. In this clip, the star talks about immersing himself in a role. The best way I can describe it is like changing time zones. You go to, like London, you you come here and your body hasn't really adjusted to it. When you're doing a character for 14 hours a day for four months, even without you wanting to, it just kind of takes over your biology. I don't give a f***. 65 is in theaters now. I kind of want to see it. Next clip. Jenna Ortega is hanging up her Wednesday braids and returning to the big screen for Scream 6. And here she talks about her character's development in the movie. It's so interesting because I kept, we kept talking on set. It was the first time I had been on the Scream set and I wasn't screaming and crying and on the floor. So we kept saying, oh, well, now she has a personality. Oh, now she's like an actual individual and not some crybaby. I want to see you naked. Um, love her. Nah. Love her. Scream 6 is in theaters everywhere today, by the way. There you go. Your last story in the entertainment report this morning. Glad you're joining us today, friend. We have some exciting things taking place. A couple of guests on the program. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, the Fitz Dog, is going to be at Healing Comedy Club. Is going to stop in a little bit after 8 o'clock. Uh, comedian Phil Hanley is going to be at Punchline. We're going to talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, but before all of that, we have an announcement to make concerning our trip to Florida for spring training, which is a week from today, by the way. We'll actually be leaving a week from yesterday to fly down and get ourselves set. But there's an added component to this, and we're going to reveal that information coming up uh, right before the Bizarre File. So, Or right after we do the first Bizarre File, we will... Roll out all of the details. We're excited about it, and there's something in it for you. Yes. We'll have all of that, too. So let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. Continue our No Sad Bro Friday morning. We will be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Blink 182. Smashing Pumpkins. Dave Matthews Band. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I think since it is Friday, we should probably clean out the junk drawer. That's part of something that we do before we get into the weekend. And... 
I got a lot of things to talk about this morning. Number one, it's not really part of the John Furrow. We have an announcement coming up right after the Bizarre file, so you don't want to miss out on that. But I do see this little item here. By the way, it sounds like you're actually going through a junk drawer. Doesn't it sound yeah. like that? Like if I were to close my eyes, I would say Preston must have some sort of cabinet over there. Wow. Uh, and in it, I found out that uh, today is Mario Day. What? Mario Day. Yeah, we celebrate Mario Day, and here's why Mario Day is March 10th, and I did not know this, because if you write out M-A-R, as in the month of March, right. and then one zero, oh. it looks like Mario. <laughs> yes, it's just that stupid. Wow, yes. crazy. Uh, it was, uh, Mario, by the way, was the, um... The game was released initially by Nintendo in 1985, but uh, Mario actually appeared in Donkey Kong. Yes, that's in right. 1981. He's the main character in the game. Did you immediately take to uh, Mario games? Uh, I did, they very were fun, much so. Man. I, I was um, back in the arcade days, um, Donkey Kong was my game. It was absolutely my favorite. And they came up with a, a, a Mario Brothers cabinet game, and that's where Luigi was introduced. Right, right. Uh, and I was like, well, this is really cool. This is a take on on, uh, on Donkey Kong. I mean, there had been Donkey Kong Jr. and a couple other things that they had come up with, but... Yeah, I was I was immediately on board for the whole it was thing. It was my first, uh, I would say, addiction. I played that all the time. I yeah. love that game. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, and it was just so great that that's the game that came with the Nintendo. Yeah. Because it was a great game. Like, yeah. there were other, like, It was like system- the, the yeah. Wii. Remember when the Wii, to me, like, the game, the game that came with it, the tennis, yeah. the bowling, that was the best game for the Wii. And, and out of the gate, they had their best game for the system. Yeah, it's funny because my cousins, when they got their first Nintendo, they weren't, like, they, they were not given any games with it as well. And they had to, it was their parents, this was their choice, they had to beat that game before they were ever able to get another game. Yeah, that's so I, pretty cool. I know, but I came over and I was like, okay, there's a warp world here. Yeah. Yeah. There's another warp world over here. So you use the cheats? Uh-huh. Yeah. Those aren't cheats. Well, I mean, you know, you're right. Uh, but I, uh, Casey, uh, there was like a sense of pride, like if you could just do all of it without having to jump, yeah. you know, through the warp worlds warp worlds uh, to get to um, level eight or whatever. I remember um, an interesting thing for me anyway about uh, Super Mario Brothers is that I loved the first one, and then I completely skipped Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. And and then dove right back into Super Mario Brothers, Brothers 3 because the guy could fly and you could turn into that <laughs> raccoon. Yeah. And so I don't know what the, what it was about the second video game there, but that had no interest in me whatsoever. So, sometimes you disconnect. Um, like a Mario Kart is Oh, huge. yeah. Still. So Preston, you and I went to a, uh, a video game convention mm-hmm. and competition. It was at the truck, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we walked in. Uh-huh. <laughs> These people who don't just simply dabble. Yeah. Their lives are this game. And then it's various iterations. <laughs> And it was almost like we were in some sort of North Korean mind control experiment because the flashing, the lights, the game. It was yeah. um, uh, well, we're looking at each other like, "What is this?" Yeah, they were playing Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I remember at that event. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening here. <laughs> what's going on? And uh, and and what's wild is is how the popularity continues. So my son Carter still they they he and his friends play uh, this game called Mario Party like all the time. I mean, they, that's what they get together and do. My it's nephew, wild. My nephew was playing it yesterday with my gra- with my mom, and so he's playing with his grandmother, uh, and he was kicking her ass. But you know, it's like they they you know six year olds are still playing. Oh it, well, listen, SNL today uh, uh, with Pedro Pascal. Did you see? Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and they had the graphics and everything. Um, hang on, didn't we have somebody who it was like an older couple 
where they played Mario Kart to decide things. Whoever won the Mario really? Kart. Yeah, yeah. Which I love that idea. Who's like, going to be on top? <laughs> <laughs> like chores? Yeah. We do the wheelbarrow. Uh, so it's like, well, no, hey, what do you want for dinner? I want, I want, uh, I want uh, Duncan. What do you want? Uh, I want, uh, you know, I want some... McDonald's. All right, well, we got to play Mario Kart to figure out who wants. I don't remember that, but that's a great idea. I like that. Uh, so apparently it's been taking place Mario Day for a little over a decade or so. They're not sure the exact origin. Has, has the Pope made mention of this? Possibly, yeah, yeah. but I may have missed out on that particular announcement he made. Uh, when Nintendo officially embraced the holiday, they started celebrating annually uh, in 2016, and they began promoting new and old games, offering special deals and discounts, and starting hosting uh, Mario-themed events, as well as promoting sales on some of their games. So is Mario their most lucrative property? It's got to be, yeah. right? Don't right? know. I, I mean, would think the, so. It's the whole face of, of of Nintendo. Yeah, and, yeah. and that movie, how come that movie's not coming out today? What, there, there's a Mario Brothers movie. Right, with uh, Chris uh, Pratt. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. it looks yeah. really good. They launched a new trailer last night that looks great. Um, Charlie Day's in it as well. And yeah. Yeah, Casey, it's a, they missed a huge marketing opportunity. Stupid bastard. Jack Black's in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, it was created by uh, acclaimed, critically acclaimed Japanese video game designer uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who also created... Super Mario, Donkey Kong, The Legend of Zelda. He wow. created that. And, and Star Fox. Uh, the Mario Brothers video game were so successful, a movie adaptation was made in 1993, but it was horrible. It was terrible. Uh, but the U.S. version of Super Mario Brothers 2 is one of the earliest games to feature a playable female uh, character. It was Princess Peach. Uh, in its roster of four selectable characters. So it continues on. It's tremendously successful today. Uh, let me go to, hang on, I, I have, uh, well, Mario's on the line. Hey. Mario, good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, what's up, my man? Um, well, there's actually a little bit that goes on with actually the Mario Brothers. Um, the Mario 2 game was not actually Mario 2. It was uh, like a, re- a game that they repurposed. It was called Dookie Dookie Panic. Dookie Dookie Panic? I've had that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, do you remember yeah, when you have like a, like, a, like a burrito and a black coffee? Mm-hmm. Dookie Dookie Panic. I had Dookie oh Dookie Panic. <laughs> remember the loading dock outside the building? Absolutely. Yeah. You had a Dookie Dookie Panic. Big time. But it's, uh, you actually get the, the Mario All-Stars for the, the Super Nintendo. There's a game on there called Mario Lost Levels. That's actually Mario 2. Uh, a lot more... It was a lot more difficult than the first game. I, I, I always, I, I never, I never found it to be that difficult. I mean, so, but you're saying the were these like oppressively difficult levels? Well, the the Mario, the the lost levels was Mario Two. Okay. It actually had uh, like prevailing winds, like you had to jump with the wind wow. to make a jump, or you had to ju- jump with the wind coming at you to make a short jump. Yeah. It had uh, poison mushrooms and stuff like that. It's a little more brutal. The levels were more, the levels were more difficult. You know, Preston, when you play and you've you've had the same situation, um, you know, and Mario's talking about Thanks, the difficulty Mario. of these games, where you're 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 in the zone and you almost have like that thousand yard stare, yeah. like it's like, and that's when you know you've got to step away from the system for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you start dreaming about the game <laughs> that you've been playing, it's, it's, you've done it's overkill. Yeah, but I will watch. You know, some of these Twitch people that uh, that still play all these Mario games and how they do what they do on some of them. I I don't know. Well, not only are they playing the game, they're they're also talking and they're you know, they're they're checking people who are making comments. And I got what? Hang on, I what? feel a dad joke coming on. I'm going to go to Jess. Hi, Jess. Good morning. 
Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, Jess? Hey, I got a joke for you guys. Okay. All right. All right. So what kind of pants does Super Mario wear? What kind of pants does Super Mario wear? I don't know. Denim, denim, denim. It's good. It's good. That's not bad. You want some movie passes or something for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hang on a second. We'll get. We'll set you up. We'll we'll give you uh, John Wick Chapter Four passes for next uh, Tuesday. We have that at the UA King of Prussia, seven p.m. So, (laughs) denim, denim, denim. So, denim, denim, denim. Now, that would be when you would go down in the dungeons, right? Yeah, it was scary down there. And that music made me very scared. It's funny how 8-bit audio at, yeah. in this game, because what it does is it's very Pavlovian. <laughs> you know that this, oh, oh, I'm in it now. It's crazy how those yeah. simple games. I know you're, you're as am I a fan of Zelda. The Zelda oh, games. Oh, man, that, was a, that, was a, that, so, that changed things for me. That was... That that brought in like emotion, yes, uh, into the the world of gaming. And then uh, you and I agree. <laughs> I know Kathy mocks Twi- us. Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Oh my God! Will make you flat out weep. Cried yeah. at the end of that game. <laughs> so for you guys, is, does Zelda out, outrank uh, Mario Brothers? Yes, me. Yes. Okay. For me, um, it's it's uh, the opposite. I, okay. Mario is um, for me more important than Zelda. Although I loved, especially the first Zelda game. I spent a lot of time on uh, Mario Brothers and and got you know, because that's that's a long yeah. run too. But there's just a little more. Emotion. There's a, there's relationships and all kinds it's, of stuff it's, that happens. It's happen the real world. I just didn't get into Zelda at all. Not oh, wow. Even Let me tell you something, Case. Yeah. So I was very excited because they progressed to the other games. Impressive. I found the past that got too too difficult for me. Listen, even in the the original um, uh, Zelda Legend of Zelda, at the end when you finish it, the yeah. last thing that comes up, and I got welled up in this in, the, in that stupid <laughs> little eight bit world. <laughs> They show, it says, the the final words are, and the master sword sleeps forever. (laughs) And this music wells up. This 8-bit music wells up. And I kid you not. (laughs) Yeah. I know. A blummering chat. In in Twilight Princess. And I'm like, my wife, I think, was was laughing at me because it's like, you don't understand. Yeah. No, we don't. No. You can become a wolf. Kat, did you game at all? Any games? uh, Mario, uh, Sega. Or Sonic or whatever the yeah. heck Sonic that was. Sonic on Sega, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but but I never got... I mean, listen, I understand the almost the addiction part of it. You want to get to the next round. You want to beat it, or, you know, that board or, or whatever. But I never got like that where I was like rushing home from school to play. I would play if I was bored. You did mention, though, that you played... Did you play Mike Tyson's Knockout? Oh, yeah, I played Mike Tyson's Knockout. Um, yeah, there was Punch a couple out. that oh, I played yeah. with my brothers. You know what I mean? I had, I had two brothers. So I, I did that. I did the um, whatever the... I guess it was. Um, so what, 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 what was the hockey game? Oh, Blades uh, of Steel. Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. Yeah. All steel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then double dribble. Double dribble. <laughs> yep. Double dribble. Double and I also play. did the football. Um, Super hut, Tecmo. Hut, hut, Super hut, Tecmo hut. Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl. Yep. That was it. Yep. I You're love that. Fire. Um, by the way, this is music from Zelda. Oh, and the music became much more when they were able to do it in a with a full orchestration with full oh, yeah. audio. It was beautiful. Hang on, here's one. Uh, it says "Finding a Secret" in Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> that was always yes, yes. 
Hey, and Preston, I did play Zelda. Um, oh, you did? Did you like when, it? When, again, when I'm saying this to you, like, this was like, I would play like once a month or something like that. Okay. Like, it wasn't like I didn't it was have like that a period. addiction oh. where I had to. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. My buddy, oh. uh, Billy Knight, we'd be holed up for hours in a, in a dark room what? just playing all day long. What was the longest amount of time you spent at the console playing a game? I don't know. Uh, I, I remember the sun coming up. Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, but, but that was usually. That was Street Fighter 2 for you? For you, Case? Yeah. No, it was, um, oh, Steve, damn it, the, the zombie game. Oh, uh, Resident Evil. Thank you, Resident Evil. Yeah, I'd play that I might. So Resident long. Evil 4 might have been a to sunrise when yeah. that came out, because that blew me away. They changed the whole architecture of the game. It's still one of my favorite games, and I played it on one of the more most underpowered systems, the GameCube, but that shows you it doesn't matter as long what whatever they do with it graphically, if they yeah. can make it work, it does. If it's a compelling yeah. product, you want you uh, will be in. All right, so <laughs> happy uh, Mario Day to you today on March 10th. Let's go back into the junk drawer and find. Damn, it sounds like you're in a drawer. Something else. All right, here we go. Uh, the U.S. Army is rebooting its '80s era slogan. Be all you can be. No kidding. So they're passing on no sad, bro? In a new <laughs> rebranding campaign as part of an effort to turn around the service's most dismal recruiting environment in decades. Okay. Um, so here's the deal. I find it, and I don't want to sound, I don't even know how I don't want to sound here, but I, I find it weird. Like, there's a billboard on 95. and it's, You don't want to sound like a billboard. No, I don't want to. But it's just weird to me that it, uh, like, the the... Marketing, <laughs> sorry, I, I because I don't want to say I don't want to be offensive because I, I I love our military, but our marketing focus is like, dude, check out these giant guns you get to shoot at people. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, no, I listen. There there are different reasons why people might want to yeah. join the military. They may want to join uh, because they get to play with big toys like that, yeah. big big destructive toys. I want a they, tank. They may want to join to uh, uh, to defend the country, to defend what this country right. stands for. They may want to join for. Um, training for a job later on in life. Yeah. They may want to join for assistance in going to school. There's a bunch of different for the reasons. Food. For, the, for the food alone. But, but I so, agree with that. But why is, you know, and so there are an, a million different reasons and ways to join the military. And, and you named so many of them. Well, I think they yeah. pick and choose each yeah. one of those. And market. you just saw you the don't one just that one. happens. Okay. All you right. just saw that particular campaign. which Drive which, around more. Which speaks to <laughs> this, which is why they're, they're going in this direction as well. It's going to be another added part to that. Uh, so, in fact, the Army unveiled a rebrand in two clips featuring actor Jonathan Majors. Oh! Which is pretty cool. Kang! Uh, he speaks to the camera as he walks through different Army scenes from the past in the present uh, and into the present. Uh, and then both clips end with Be All You Can Be in yellow text on the screen. The campaign was initially scheduled for August, but the Army moved it up. Uh, last year, by the way, the Army fell about 25% short of its recruiting goals. That was because the, their campaign, the spokesperson was Bruce Valanche. Oh, it didn't make any sense. Didn't, you know, I don't want to look like, like him. <laughs> and we love Bruce Valanche. He's out of shape. He really does not seem like a military guy. Uh, so Army leaders have attributed the shortfall in part to the lack of knowledge among young Americans about the Army and the avenues that it opens. So Majors was chosen for the campaign largely because of his uh, resonance with uh, Gen Z. Uh, he recently starred in Creed Three and uh, Ant Man and Wasp, Quantumania. So he's you know kind of a hot commodity right now. But he comes from a family of veterans. His father served in the Air Force, and his grandfathers were in the Army and the Navy. So uh, 
my my dad was uh, World War II, and then my uh, my older brother Gene was in the army briefly. Uh, he joined Case for he wanted to. He was an English teacher. It was yeah. kind of going nowhere, and he was looking for a a career shift. They promised him something, and they delivered on it. Yeah. So he it, it set his his life in a wholly other direction. And uh, but yeah, he uh, you know. Uh, that I think there's multiple reasons why one would be drawn to the military. Well, listen, you know, and I always recommend, listen, if, if like, college is, is cost prohibitive for you, then then the military is, is not a bad option. And, I, you know, my buddy who's a doctor now uh, joined the Navy and they paid for his med school. And, yes. And he gave them a few years of um, of service after, you know, he becoming a doctor. A lot of people don't realize, Preston, <laughs> that there's a thing called morning show boot camp, and that's like the military. It's a lot like it. It is a lot like it. It's very similar. He's not kidding. There is a morning show boot camp. Uh, so according to the Army Historical Foundation, when the original campaign, the Be All You Can Be campaign, yeah. uh, aired from 1981 to 2001. It replaced the What's Wrong With You campaign. Uh, no. So when it was first launched, some veterans were shocked to watch the Army advertise military service with the type of jingles used to sell toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, but the brand campaign proved successful. It was. And Advertising Age listed it as one of the top ad campaigns of the century. Because it had that jingle, be all, all that you can, can be in the Army. In the Army. Yep. I also love the, the, wasn't it the Marines? We do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. And they were also, yeah. we're looking for a few good men. Right. Which yep. is where the title of that movie right. came right, from. Right, right. And the Navy, which was my favorite campaign, was, it's not just a job. It's an adventure. We're full of semen. The the voiceover actor in that was this guy uh-huh. named Harry Chase, and uh, uh, he, I went to high school with his brother. Yeah, did he do not. a lot of radio imaging as well? Oh, he did tons of yeah. stuff. He did I, all kinds of things. The army jingle that was a little bit weird, Steve, was um um how did it go? It was like a they come from space, but they don't come from no, here. No, no, it was like be all you can be in mm. the army. Right? Oh, they, they changed it up a little they, bit, they, yeah. They, and then Safeway Safe stole that oh. uh, jingle as well. Uh, <laughs> they, ready? <laughs> Three, two. One. Oh, I thought we were doing the Damn army. It. <laughs> Man, you guys need to rehearse. That's we it. do. We didn't rehearse. Well, we we got to cancel our gig in the Catskills now. <laughs> we'll fix this in post. Don't worry. <laughs> They've <laughs> got two guys who sing Safe Light. I uh, want to see the show. During what was largely a peacetime campaign, one of the original Be All You Can Be ads showed a soldier explaining to his parents while on the phone uh, how the computer talks to the printer. And the narrator says, and the computer training you get is yours forever before showing the number to call to enlist in the Army. There's a great, uh, they had a campaign that was actually really good where it was a concerned parent about, you know, why do you want to do this? Or and, and you see the person applying the skills they learned in a real world scenario and then it, it makes sense. But yeah, they, they're, they're really fighting an uphill battle now because oh, yeah. just, not all the people are signing up. So, I, And this was a home run. Why not return to it? I was wholly... Uh, I, I was fully sure that I was going to fail out of college. I just... You know, my, my first... Two semesters there were Ooh. were really really sketchy. Was this in the back of your mind? And it was okay. it was it, it was almost like a punishment to myself if I didn't make it out to of uh, you know those first two or three semesters that I was going to either join the army or, or make commercials to get people to join. No, because Steve, I felt like I needed the discipline. Yes, and some and that's people. Happened. I think, I mm-hmm. think some people <laughs> do it strictly as a challenge to themselves as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a number of reasons people join the military, but I think that's one of them. Yeah, that they, they may go. You know what? I need to whip my ass into shape, and and somebody needs to kick my ass to make it happen, who's and the, they do that. Who's the guy who is the, the I think he's recognized as the most physically fit um, man of all, and he was a, he's a Navy SEAL, he's a motivational speaker. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Nikki? He has, no. has a book, and he did a TED Talk. And is he's, it me? It's you. It is, it is, it is you. 
But it's it's um, it, but the guy is like unbelievable, and there is David Goggins. Oh yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Casey, about the discipline thing. When uh, ever any of uh, ever I got in trouble, or any of my friends got in trouble, or my brothers got in trouble growing up, the threat was by, by my parents and many other parents were going to send you to Valley Forge Military Academy. Uh-huh. Okay. And the reason for it was in Valley Military Academy you learn discipline. Which and military is that? It's a prep school for any military. Okay. So you can go to VFMA and then uh, you know uh, you can become an officer there and then um, say you make it into West Point or whatever. Uh, it, it sort of gives you a leg up before you get to another military college. I you might think that, but I know one of those people that was sent off to military school didn't do squat yeah, for him. Listen, I mean he listen he. It's not guaranteed. He played by the rules while he was there. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But when he was done, it did not change his life one bit. Sometimes you get so much discipline that you don't know how to then uh, act when you get out in the real world. Well, look yeah. at Gary Lowry. He's for eight years in the Marines, <laughs> right? The, and now he the U.S. Marines. <laughs> well, that's up for debate. Right. Okay. He, like... he he really he went in as a as a hostage. <laughs> by the way, here's their the newly jing- formed hostage program. Here's the jingle. All that you can be. Like, I had three testicles. <laughs> He's like the, the MGM lion. One more time. I had three testicles. <laughs> he turns to the camera. <laughs> God, I thought they wanted to recruit people. <laughs> Signed him up. <laughs> oh my god! All right, right go, go out further. Go, he's, he's in the, the firing range. Go stand next to that missile. Wow! Oh dear! Keep backing up. Further! Further! <laughs> I'm afraid. Keep going. Six more steps. <laughs> Why does my shirt have a target on it? <laughs> you see the red laser show up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, God bless Gary. Yeah. God bless him. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, one more. One more thing. And I got to make it kind of a quick one because we need to stay somewhat on time here. And I want to make it a good one. How about, um, yeah, let's go with this one. Uh, the winner of last year's, uh, the question the the, the uh, of this uh uh, column or, or this uh, article that I saw says, what do you buy when you win a billion dollars? It's like a billion. Uh, the winner of last year's record $2.04 billion Powerball prize yeah. made his first big purchase. Uh, Edwin Castro spent $25.5 million in a three-story, 13,000-square-foot home in the Hollywood Hills. Preston, this is one of the times where I, when I was watching the article, because a lot of times, I'm going to buy like a couple of wheelbarrows, uh, this yeah. uh, I said yes. Yeah, this guy and he and he bought a gorgeous house. I mean, we're talking about two billion dollars. Yeah. So twenty five mil. Yeah. Uh, I, that's I only on that. That's a little over two percent of his total winnings. Yeah, and the so, thing and his neighbors, present. Do you have the list of his neighbors? I don't. Yeah, so he's Jimmy Kimmel's next door. Yeah, wow. and he's he's really in a great house in a great neighborhood, and he's got Kathy. The view of the Los Angeles sky, I mean, stuff Aww. you see in, in like movie posters. Uh-huh. You know his neighbors will hate him. Oh, they're gonna hate his guts. He's, he's gonna runner. be the Clampets. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah they, well, what, was he? Was he just like a normal guy? Yes, I'm sure he was. I mean, and you're talking about 
not necessarily old, old money, but maybe earned money by the people around there. And he comes dude who bought a, a ticket and, he's and all of a sudden. Dinner's on the pool table, Preston, with the, uh, using the pool cues as pop yeah. passers. Yeah. But look, here's the pictures up in the studio here, Kathy. If you, oh, yeah. I can't say. I know. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. look, but it is a gorgeous yeah, house. Trust us, Kathy. It looks amazing. <laughs> so the listing promises a vast array of luxe amenities and exquisite finishes, mm. including a gaming room, a movie theater, a fitness studio. Um, and so he dove right into and buy Wi-Fi. This. And Wi-Fi, too. Wow. It's free if you're a guest. <laughs> Preston, I, I for, did you say at the beginning, was he the sole winner of this lottery? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, $2.04 billion. Oh, my God. Uh, which, by the way, the zero four that the four in there, that's $40 million. <laughs> All right? So just to give you some perspective. I know. It's astonishing. But I, I was so glad to see this purchase because this is this if you're going to get that, and you're going to be obviously set multiple lifetimes over. Go for it. And he did. How long before we read about this guy? Losing it all? Dying in a cocaine overdose right, or something yeah. like oh, that I or losing that. it all. I mean, just because it's excess. I mean, you know, you have more money than than generations of your family. In fact, the entire history of your family all put together wouldn't total that money. You know what's going to happen? His pet panther will kill him. Right. right. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but that's huge, man. I, I It's one of the things, and we've talked about this many times, that I... I love about buying a lottery ticket is fantasizing about getting a place like this. This is this is a, an actual realization of yeah. what is a possible, uh, but, uh, you know, God, yeah. what, what were the odds on that one? Yeah. How, how old is this guy? 56. I don't know. He's 11. 56? I think he's 56, yeah. <laughs> oh, good for him. He bought it at a gas station in Altadena. Like, in a case, there's a great photo of the guy that owns the gas station, and they also get some money off, off of it as well. They're so, his yeah. neighbors now, Nick. <laughs> yeah, they moved into the other, to the shack down the street. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wait, and I, um, I'm just reading that he got sued. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Oh, is that the guy? Yeah. By somebody who claimed that they were a winner as well? Yeah. Um, I think that's sort of a, a reflexive yeah. thing with any one of these. Someone comes out of the the shadows and claims that they're owed part of the money or there was... I think that's just a standard procedure. Oh, wait, I can't find it now. It was something about um, about a number. Well, you have to guess a f- couple of numbers. Yeah. A yeah. lottery number? Yeah, it was. It was. It had to do with the number that he picked. The number or something okay. like that. Oh come on! Always. All right. Anyhow, uh, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna close up the junk drawer, folks. Thank you for allowing me to bring out a few things. There's only three items, but it did make some room in there. Uh, we do have some guests on the program. We have an announcement to make as well, and we are going to do that right after we go through the bar file. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We will get to the B file. We will have that announcement. We think it will make you happy. It's certainly making us happy. And then a few guests on the program as we go through a No Sad Bro Friday together. Blew out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, Froggy, hit it! This morning by What's a Crock. Delicious home-cooked meals designed for your slow cooker and shipped directly to your doorstep. No press, mess, or stress required. Let me try that again. No prep, mess, or stress required. Uh, Visit whatacrock.com to see what's cooking. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, Tale of survival, man. An elderly man survived on croissants candy and biscotti for nearly a week alone in his car stuck in a snowbank on a desolate California highway and he's 81 years old. Well, initially it sounded like this. He was trapped in a stationary store. Yeah, no. It was in a uh, snowbank and uh, Jerry Jarrett is How his old? name. 81. Oh, man. Set out from his mountain house in Big Pine, California February 24th to return to his family home in Gardnerville, Nevada uh, just about three hours away, in good con- driving condition. Where's Norman? According to his grandson, Christian, uh, Jarrett thought that he could beat the impending snowstorm, and he was wrong. During the drive, Jarrett accidentally veered onto a smaller road, and his SUV became stuck near Gilbert Pass. Temperatures wow. in the area dropped from the mid-30s to the teens overnight. Uh, the mathematician and former uh, NASA employee was ill-prepared for the weather, wearing only a light windbreaker, his grandson said. Uh, a light quilt and a hotel bath towel were the only things that Jarrett had to keep himself warm. That's pretty amazing. Uh, described by his grandson as a very smart man, Jarrett stayed with his car and conserved his vehicle's gas and battery, only turning uh, the SUV on periodically to warm up. Uh, roughly three feet of snow fell during Jeez. the series of storms that pummeled the state over the course of the week. Uh, Jarrett survived by eating the few snacks he had in his car. He rolled down his window occasionally to eat snow. 
And midway through the third day, his car battery died while he was rolling the electric window back up, his grandson said, and that remained open a few inches for the duration of his unfortunate adventure. My dearest love, I've always cherished hookers. Wait, what? What? Uh, Jarrett's SUV was partially buried in the snow when he was found on March 2nd. A cell phone ping identified by a California Highway Patrol team helped narrow the search area. It's amazing. And once his weather, uh, the weather allowed, helicopter crews were deployed. As one team headed to refuel, uh, the pilot spotted something he initially thought was a large rock. A closer look revealed it was a vehicle. And the pilot spotted an arm waving out of the small opening in the car window. Yahoo! Uh, yoo-hoo. Yahoo! The sheriff's office said the CHP crew... Loaded him on board, transported him to uh, wow. an airport, took him to a hospital, and they discharged him from the hospital later that evening. Like, he was fine. He went home and choked to death on a croissant. Uh, <laughs> the irony. Jarrett it was, is ironic, isn't it? He was only in the hospital for a few hours, showed no signs of hypothermia, and uh, the nurses, his grandson said, were in shock at how well uh, he was doing. So, it's crazy, man. He he was uh, taken back to his wife. They put him on a bus, and he got back to his Get home. out of here. Yeah. Uh, and Christian, Where am I going? his grandson hopes that his grandfather's miraculous rescue serves as a warning to others about just how dangerous winter travel can be, especially when it's not something that you are used to. So that's absolutely. It, it makes you think, though, like how you would react in that situation. Like I would have eaten all the snacks in the first hour. I would like, eat the old guy. And been, cry- been crying that it was freezing. And yeah. he lasted all those days. Amazing. You would look for ways to off yourself. I can't. I seriously. It's I'm been like, two hours. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. No Wi-Fi. All right. Here's another uh, story with a happy ending. An eight-year-old girl from Washington State who had been missing for over four years following a kidnapping by her biological mother was recently found in Mexico. Uh, Aranza Maria Ochoa Lopez uh, was safely returned to the U.S. in February after being located by authorities in uh, Mikocan, uh, Mexico, the FBI said on Wednesday. So uh, a, an FBI agent said for more than four years, the FBI and her partners did not give up wow. on our, uh, Aranza. Um, he said our concern now will be supporting her as she begins her reintegration to the U.S. No further information. The case will be released by the FBI. Imagine having uh, your life that uproot. I mean, everything's been turned on its head. Yeah, she was uh, four when she was kidnapped in 2018 from a shopping mall in Vancouver, Washington. She was on a court-supervised visit with her biological non-custodial mother, uh, Esmeralda Lopez Lopez, uh, when she was abducted. Authorities determined that Lopez Lopez... Had taken our say it twice because it's so nice. Aranza to Mexico and the mother was Mexico, taken, Mexico. taken into custody in September of uh, 2019 in Puebla, Mexico. Uh, the exact whereabouts of the child were unknown, but it's believed she was in Mexico. Lopez Lopez was sentenced to in prison after pleading guilty to second degree kidnapping. Mm. They they you know they eventually found her, so that is that is miraculous. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Remember the little girl, um, Dulce, I yes. think was, was Dulce uh, Alvarez or, or something like that? She was That's, abducted from a park here locally, right? Right, and, and I don't think they ever found her, uh, and they never found a body or anything. Like That's what I think. I think she's in another country somewhere. Uh, hold out hope, because it, it was just tragic. Uh, this is pretty wild. An airport shootout in Chile's capital killed a security officer and ledge robber Wednesday in what authorities said was an attempted heist and more than $32 million in cash aboard a plane from Miami. Around 10 heavily, ar- uh, 10 heavily armed robbers were able to skirt security measures to reach a runway at the uh, airport where a uh, LATAM Airlines aircraft had $32.5 million in cash that was Whoa. being transferred to an armored truck. 
Uh, there was a shootout between the would-be robbers and security officials that killed an employee as well as an alleged assailant. Uh, the other robbers fled. Two behind, uh, two uh, burned vehicles were later found nearby. So we assume this was this flight was solely for the purpose of transferring this money, correct? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, you... like that was all right. that was on board. I'm not really sure, uh, but they knew it was on board, obviously. Wow! And uh, there's a video that shows a moment that the shootout was taking place. He attempted uh, heist, targeted more the 32.5 mil uh, that was sent to be transferred to an armored truck and then to be distributed to several banks in South America. Uh, this was not the first time that the airport in Chile's capital was targeted. In 2020, thieves stole some 15 million from a warehouse in the airport. <sighs> six years after a similar. Jeez. $10 million heist. So there's a track record of people actually being able to steal that kind of cash and getting away with it. I know $10 million, $10 million, $10 million, $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. Wow, $10 million. All right, and then we have time for one more, and that's it. A uh, flabbergasted flyer says that Delta actually sent her 13 new suitcases <laughs> after she complained that the carrier had destroyed her original bag. Is that the usual arrangement? Maybe it is. Giselle Roachford uh, said uh, on TikTok that uh, the suitcase caper last week uh, had accidentally overcompensated her, the airport, the airline did, by sending her an extra 12 pieces of new luggage. She now runs a luggage store in the uh, airport. She said, I filed a claim. They agreed to replace it. Little did she know that uh, Delta would be paying her back more than tenfold. She said, I got a notification that I received from packages, uh, sharing a picture that showed ten boxes stacked up in her hallway. Uh, the clip then cut to a photo of even more boxes in the back of her truck, as well as extra crammed into the side of the vehicle. I'm surprised they just didn't give her cash. So there were 13 Ricardo Beverly Hills bags. Uh, she said, I think they made a mistake. <laughs> uh, so one person postulated at, that the surplus was due to a computer glitch. It showed that it didn't go through, and they tried again and again. So that's a guess so at the what same may have happened. computer glitch that ended up losing the luggage got her 13 pieces of the same piece. Maybe so. Yeah. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Um, before we get into the announcement, yes, uh, there's a call I want to take, and I am going to go to Mike. Hi, Mike. Good Hi, morning. Mike. Mike, <laughs> you guys rock and roll. Thank ah. you, buddy. I appreciate it. What's up, man? Uh, do you like scary movies? Yeah! <laughs> now, <laughs> you may have no idea what the hell he's talking about, but those of you who have been watching our streaming on YouTube, you know, because in the background, throughout the course of this morning, Ghostface has been appearing uh, and this is in conjunction with Scream 6. And so we had Ghostface hold up a sign that says, be the first person to call and say, do you like scary movies? And you win something. Uh, so listen up, Mike. We are going to set you up with a prize pack for doing that. And it comes with a bunch of cool stuff. A tote bag, Ghostface mask, bucket hat, crew neck sweatshirt, tumbler cup, and mini poster. And 200 bucks to boot, oh, my man. Whoa. That's great. So we are going to set you up, Mike. Hang on the line, buddy, Okay. Sure enough. All right. And uh, don't forget, New York, new rules. The the next chapter begins as Ghostface carves out his place in the Big Apple. Uh, Stars Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Hayden Panettiere, Dermot Mulroney, and Courtney Cox. And this will hit theaters today, by the way. It's getting very good reviews. With that... We have another one of these prize packs to give away. And we're going to do that is, uh, well, all you have to do is text the word SCREAM. All right. 39333. And you'll be in the winning to run the, uh, you'll be in the running uh, to win the same thing that Mike just won. Terrific. That full prize pack from SCREAM 6 and 200 bucks on top of that. 
So do that now. Text the word SCREAM to 39333. Our YouTube community was very, very happy that this was a YouTube-based contest. <laughs> yeah. A lot of comments on there, and it's really cool to see them uh, interact. And they also think that it's Marissa in the ghost face. It's not. Is it? Him. It's not Got Marissa no, in the ghost not. face. I just turned around and shook hands with ghost face. Can we, are you comfortable showing us your face? Uh, ghost oh, face? here's the big yeah. reveal. Here it is. Right here. And- hey! What's your name? Elena Mullen. Yeah. Walrin. Uh, Walrin. Yes. Can't hear my name. Like walrus, but without Wal- the... I am the Walrin. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you All right. So uh, we're going to set you up. Remember... <laughs> Text word scream to 39333. I really okay. liked it when she was on the chair behind Steve. And she looked like she was nine feet tall. She did. And Preston goes, wow, I thought you were huge. I couldn't see her legs yeah. from here. And I'm like, that, that person's wearing stilts. That's impressive. No, she was standing on a chair. All right, you guys ready for an announcement? Yeah. All right. Very excited about this. You know we're headed to Florida next week. It is so smooth. Wrong one. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you need to start over. Uh, yeah, do it again. Let's start right, over. Yeah, yeah, we got to start over. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, start over again. All right, let's rewind. Need, is there Run. something you can cleanse the palate with? Like, do you have another little story wait, wait, or something? Let me do it, let me do it No, tonight, no, no. We okay. need to do this because we have guests standing by. So we have an announcement to make. Yay! Yes. So you know that we are headed to Florida next week. All right? So we will be broadcasting live on Friday in Clearwater for spring training. And normally, we'd just hop on a plane, head back after yes. that, and uh, get back here. But no, that's not going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we will be on Monday morning, March 20th, broadcasting live. And we've been wanting to do this for so long. From Universal Orlando Resort. <laughs> Ladies and gents, where's our music? Here it is. We're going to Universal. I'm so excited about this. It is finally... How many years have we been talking about being at Universal Studios and broadcasting? We have not even been discreet about it. We've been begging. And finally, somehow, it happened. Uh, a lot of it somehow has to do with Nick McWayne doing the legwork. Yeah. He, he got to work and made sure that this whole thing happened. So we are going to be there on Monday, March 20th, and we'll be at the park broadcasting live. We're stoked about this. They have radio studios there. Which I, the last vacation a couple of years ago, where I actually traveled someplace, was here. Mm-hmm. And I loved it and got to see the facility. Their broadcast facility is terrific. And you know what? We want to send you to Universal Whoa. Orlando Resort. Starting Monday, March 20th, listen weekday mornings at 8 a.m., for the Preston and Steve photo hunt challenge that will be taking place. What we'll do is you'll get you'll get a clue on the air, and then you check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. You'll be the correct number caller later in the show and correctly identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue. You could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. <laughs> so this is a full package amazing. trip that yeah. you can win. For more information, you can go to WMMR.com. So we will start giving that away on Monday morning. And then you want to listen weekdays uh, for that. So uh, we're, we're excited for I, this whole thing. I can't even remember a time we had that many... Uh, to give away of this level. Mm. I mean, obviously, we, we, we give away a lot of cash and stuff like that. But, uh, Preston, when you went, it, it, I mean, it's just, it's magical. You can try to fight it, yep. and you'll lose because they get you. It is just a wonderful place. The person that I'm most excited for is Nick because of his Harry Potter fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Nick and I are the ones that have read the books here on the show. 
and I've been there, and Diagon Alley is going to blow you away. I'm so excited because I've both raved about it. I haven't been to Orlando uh, since I was a kid, sixth grade, and so um, I just haven't had a chance to get back. I've never been to Universal. I can't wait to see all the Harry Potter stuff, the castle, the the Hagrid's ride, the train, the whole nine. The yeah. rides are oh. the rides are next level. Yeah, like you've never been on anything like them in your life. Hagrid's <laughs> Hagrid's uh, motorcycle ride that is one of the greatest coasters, and because you can either sit in the sidecar, or you can sit up on the motorcycle, and uh, the way they they do things on that. Um, on that roller coaster, they say, how the hell are they doing this? Mm-hmm. Where the track will actually drop down onto another track, and then you're going off in another. I don't. I, I don't need to know. All I know is that it's just amazing. Yeah, Steve, that might be my favorite ride, like at any amusement park anywhere. Uh, I, I couldn't argue that, Kathy. Yay. It's just. It's just amazing. They didn't have it last time I went, so I'm oh, insanely excited it. for it. But I'm going to go back. I want to ride all the ones that I've already been on. The Transformers ride is out of this world. Even the the Mummy ride is badass. The Gringotts. Uh, that they're so. Chris, and, remember, we were talking about the ET ride. The ET. The ET <laughs> ride is the oldest ride in the park. And I and love it. Last time I went, we saved that for last. I'm like, ah, we'll just do this this little, you know, kind of old thing, which would be fun. I loved it. It <laughs> was you, so much fun. Did you do the King uh, the King Kong? It wasn't up and running okay, when I was there. They were building it. Uh, that'll blow there. you away. Oh man, this is so awesome. So that'll be Monday, March 20th. That we'll be broadcasting uh, from Universal, and uh, you'll be along the ride for, with us because we'll we're, we're gonna we're gonna do the park on Sunday. Monday, we'll broadcast live. We'll tell you about all of our experiences there. And then we'll start giving away uh, the Universal Orlando Resort trips that we have for you to win. So it's all awesome stuff. We Unbelievable. are excited. So next week is going to be just a blast. And, and we're looking forward to that. And, and starting that spring training. So yes. It's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. All right. We're going to take a break. Speaking of looking forward to it, one of our favorite peoples is here today. In, uh, in the flesh. Greg Fitzsimmons is in our studio. When we return, he'll be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. On the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The last time this gentleman was in our studio was December 16th, 2019. Jesus. It's been years. Jeez, why did you ban me? He will be at Helium. It's like there was a, a worldwide pandemic or something. <laughs> Helium Comedy Club tonight tomorrow. Greg Fitzsimmons! Yeah! Oh. dog and Fitzdog, uh, Kathy is at her house, so she's on my phone right now. Hi, Kathy. Hi. I, I actually tried to... So, um, Greg, my son had uh, an emergency appendectomy, and so He's home from school, and that's why I'm here. And I actually tried to convince him to go to school today because uh, I realized you were going to be in the studio. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, no, uh, uh, I'm not going to school today. <laughs> so you just, are you just kicking back barefoot, hanging around? <laughs> I mean, pretty, pretty much. I have slippers on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how's your son? Is he okay? Yeah, yeah. He's doing much better. He's going to go back to school on Monday. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was full on 
recovery from a surgery. Like, I, I yeah. guess I was just expecting him to, like, pop up and be okay afterwards. No, not so much. Wow. But he's doing much better yeah. now. Yeah, okay, good. And I'm sure working at this place, you've got great health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's different because we're in the the union here. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're after joined with SAG, so we're in SAG after. Oh, that's funny because not all radio stations are after us, right? Some yeah, are, some aren't. We're one of the. In fact, in this cluster, we're the one. Are we the one union station? No, yeah. XTU, XTU as well. XTU. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something. My father, who, as you guys know, was in radio, he died very young. He was fifty-two years old, Ugh. and his after pension. Has carried my mother for the last. No way. It'll be thirty years coming up wow. uh, next month. Yeah. Wow. And she has been able to live off of that her entire life. And not to dive into to something really sad and depressing, but fifty-two years old. Yeah. How did he pass? What happened? He had a heart attack. He was at Rayo's in New York, mm. uh, the famous kind of mob joint in Harlem. And uh, she, he was with my mom. Thank God. I mean, if you're going to die, yeah. let it be in the in. In front of your loved ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way it was go, meant go, to be. Yeah, go face down on a plate of pasta in front of the woman that you've been oh, loving for 20 years. That's how all like yeah. romantic comedy should end. Right, yeah. I have to ask, what was the pasta? <laughs> it was a primavera. So all right. Stay away from the vegetables. So let me ask, when you were approaching 52... Oh. Did that play in your mind? Let me at tell all? you something. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It was a very existential year. Mm-hmm. I really felt it. And and the, here's the crazy thing: is I was writing on a TV show at the time, and here's here's where my self esteem is and my self worth. <laughs> I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm 52. My father yeah. died at 52, and I start to feel chest pains. Oh, <sighs> and rather than call for help, I ducked into a dark office and I sat in a chair. To die. Because like, oh I didn't want to disturb anybody. How Spartan of you. I know. Yeah. And, and then I sat in the chair for a couple of minutes and then I farted and I was like, oh, it's just gas. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Dude, that's. Oh I've had a number of gas heart attacks where you're like, all right, which is this? Well, my, my mom passed away when she was 51. And I always, for some reason, I picked forty-four as the age I was gonna die. Yeah, and, and I and I and I uh, I don't know why, and I was fine with it. Yeah. Now that I've exceeded it, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying the extra years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This all feels like extra time because both <laughs> of his parents died when he was. He, he was. I know my my father wasn't eighteen when both his parents were dead. Oh. So we're wow. we're not uh, we're not here in the long term. That's why I live. And I say this to all Christians: live, live every day. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I don't believe in that stuff. I think it's weird. Well, you have no option. Speaking of being a union guy, though, uh, Jesus, he was in the carpenters. He was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he founded he was, it. He yes. Great death benefit. Member one. That last supper was actually a union meeting. <laughs> Twelve guys. What else would you call that? It's oh, part of the man. deal. Yeah. Wow. Um, man, it's been again having you here in person is is so good. You you do your your uh, now you have a number of podcasts uh, that you're involved with, and and do you do all of them from your home? Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, although when I'm on the road, I'm on the road a lot. So yeah. usually I do a podcast called Sunday Papers where right. me and my best friend, Mike Gibbons, he's been my best friend since college. Topical stuff. I've heard it. It's yeah, very good. We, yeah, we go through the news. Thank you. We yeah. go through the news. We do the entertainment. We do the business. We do front page. And uh, and a lot of times I'm on the road doing it. So people, the, the listeners can view how the clubs see me 
based on the hotel room that I'm broadcasting <laughs> from each week. That's a that's like a that's a good litmus test. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes it's like <laughs> uh, yeah. eighteen wheelers going by in the background. Yeah. And, and then other times I got a nice little suite. I remember when I f- first started in stand up, I went to it was a college that I was playing, and I went in and they had this like it was like a, a gorgeous suite, and they had baskets of stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, boy, I'm not this good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm nowhere near. Yeah. The, I don't know who made the decision, but and then you get the the, con, the the other one where they kind of have like their set condo or whatever where yeah, they make you stay condo. So, so what was what was the worst you've ever stayed in green bay wisconsin <laughs> you knew it immediately it the <laughs> and i love that my at the time i was driving with my wife we were moving from new york to la right and so i drove across the country and of course being a stand-up comic i, I set up gigs for the drive across the country and so one of them was the green bay and it was January oh, in Green oh, Bay. Jesus. And we get to the condo. And, of course, the guy that had been there the week before, Uncle Uncle Nasty. Do you remember that guy? Oh, it no. sounds familiar. He used to chain smoke cigars. Uncle so Nasty. the condo smelled ashtray. Uh. And the carpeting had s- stains that you didn't walk across. You <laughs> right. walked around. Yeah. And, and th- there was uh, three acts in the condo. There was the master bedroom. I was the headliner, so I got the master bedroom with my own bath. Nice. The feature act had a bedroom down the hall and then a shared bathroom. And the MC was in the TV room on a fold-out ottoman. Not oh, not a couch. Wow. And then you put your feet uh, on yeah, it. Yeah. Fold it out. Into, <laughs> and so we would all stay up. You know, stay up. They, the, the other, the feature act was an alcoholic. Yeah. He'd go to bed at four in the morning, and he's got his feet up on the on the MC's bed. So he can't go to bed until this guy goes to bed. That's and hilarious. then I was getting up early, so I'm waking him up at eight o'clock, because me and the wife, we had to see the sights of Green Bay in January. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and I just remember, like, there's never silverware. There's sporks and chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of ketchup right. packets. It's not top top notch stuff. Yeah. What what's some advice that you have for pedestrians in the hotel world? Like, I mean, you've been you've stayed in so many rooms, you've been so many different places. What what what's a what's a hack or a good idea for when you're staying at a hotel? Well, I got a lot secrets? of hacks. A lot of hacks. Uh, here's a great one: is you know when the when the curtains suck. And you yes. wake up in the morning because there's a slat of oh, light in the yes. clothes. Hate it. You take one of the hangers that has the clips that you hang <gasps> your pants on. Yes. And you clip the uh, oh, brilliant. That's brilliant. together. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that. I that, had that one sliver. Last yeah. Yeah. Man. And then the other thing is uh, put the heat about two degrees higher than you normally want it if it's really a creepy place because <laughs> you don't want you don't have, you don't want to touch that top cover. No, you, you put you push that right down by your feet. Uh, and you just sleep in the sheet, a little bit warmer. All right, I like th- that. Those top cut, like the the bedspread, they never leave the room. They never get washed. No, like it's what just- is the story? So, you, so, so they'll come in and they'll clean the actual or quote unquote clean or t- take them away. I'm not even sure they do that. Uh, but but well, they'll change the sheets. Mm-hmm. But like there is that top blanket thing that mm-hmm. I don't think leaves the room. Yeah. No, and uh, you know, and I think CSI could just do a series on those, <laughs> right? The just black sp- lights, splatter patterns, yeah. arm and blood. <laughs> oh, um, but and they also, you know, they're using the same rag yeah. on the toilet that they're using on the sink that you brush your teeth in. Mm. It's one rag. They don't have separate. Oh, uh, Consuela, should I use the toilet rag? Right. 
No. No. This is one rag. Yeah. The, same. The, the little secrets, the things they yeah. say, they used to say, and maybe this has changed, that the, the, the most germ-ridden thing in the in the hotel room was the television remote. That's right. Uh, oh. And now they have, they've taken, at least in some of the places I've been in, they have the disposable holder for it or whatever, uh, or they encase it in plastic. plastic bags Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't strike me as particularly germaphobic, though, are you? I can't be. Yeah. I mean, you literally you you can't be a road comic <laughs> and be germaphobic because you're getting on planes mm-hmm. that are covered in germs. You're getting into cars, other people's. And the thing is, like, it, there's different levels also uh, with the, the way the clubs treat you when you arrive at the airport. <laughs> like, if a club if a club really likes you, yeah. Then there's a there's a limo and it's and and the driver's waiting at the bottom of the escalator with a sign, <laughs> right? Shaking her head. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen at helium. Helium is filling. You're standing. You're you're you're. you're Excuse me, where's the Uber line? That's me. All my bags. Where's the Uber line? Wow. And then, uh, and then the, the worst the worst case scenario though is uh, we'll send someone for you. Just look for him outside. Right. And it's like, uh, all right, which Ford Focus am I looking for? <laughs> and it's the guy. And there's no passenger seat. You got to sit in the back. The passenger seat's gone. Yeah. And he's chain smoking and he's listening to heavy metal. And he he resents you. Right. I I, I didn't ask you to come. <laughs> right. You know. Right. And and uh, you know and he gets lost in his own city. So there's, there's different. You never know what to. That's the craziest thing about being on the road. You don't know what you're walking into. Sure. Is, is that is yeah. there a, an element of charm to that? That that, that in no. other words, you're sort of hey. Jack no. Kerouac. No, there's no charm to that at all. Yeah. The, the older I get, the more I want to play the clubs that I like. I I got to tell you, Helium and Philly. Yeah. is in my top two favorite clubs in the country. Oh, ah, nice. This yeah. is a gem of a club. It is just. It's set up beautifully, sound, lights, um, the crowds are, you know, loud Philly chicks, which yeah. I always love, <laughs> you know, because they are, they're not yeah. being spirited, but right. they're, they're full of life. Right, yeah. And you can do great crowd work and uh, you get the local references and I always say it's like it's like Italy had sex with Ireland yes. and Philly came out. <laughs> it came out. That's yep. completely true. And they've got that energy, that Irish Catholic, <laughs> yeah. that Italian Catholic energy. And uh, and just, you know, the Grossmans are great dudes and the, everybody treats you really well. How long has it been since you played Helium last year? Probably, probably a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. I think I was here a year ago. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, you guys were on vacation when I was here. Or maybe so. that was the Zoom call that we had. Yeah. Oh, hey, maybe that was. I it. wanted to thank you because uh, you recently said some really nice things about us on your podcast. Uh, I you did. And, you and Big J. Yes. We're yes. chatting about, I guess, Philadelphia, and we came up. Right. And, uh, right. and so thank you for that. Yeah, That's of course. Great. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you guys are the best. I think you might be my favorite radio show in the country. Ah, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And we appreciate that. What's yeah. the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> the worst is there's this really hostile guy that the, he does right wing politics yeah and some it's in uh it's i won't say the city but you go there and they force you to go in and i and it's the first time i go i'm not going in with that guy again all they want to do is talk conspiracy theories and right. call me a libtard and all i don't yeah. need this who wants that and yeah. then i and then i said you know what i'm just gonna have fun with this guy and so i go in and i talk about how, uh, i go is this water purified <laughs> and I just play the role. And it drives him crazy. He starts screaming at me. You take control yeah. by doing yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to ask you because uh, I was, you know, just catching up on some of the stuff and and uh, and, uh, and reading some stuff with you. And you were talking about your early days. You you started primarily in comedy in Boston. 
Yeah, that's where I went to college. That's where I started doing stuff. Right, and your your contemporaries when you were starting was it was it Rogan and and um... Rogan was like my roommate when I started, and uh, well, he was dating my my roommate, so he slept over for about a year, and uh, and we used to go to dates every night. We'd jump in the car. We'd go to. Would you do four or five? I mean, because uh, th- that documentary about the and I'm perpetually fascinated by that Boston comedy scene because so many people came out of it. But they, they talked about, like, Lenny Clark, like, doing four or five gigs a night. There was seven full-time rooms in Boston. Wow. I'm talking six nights a week. Wow. Rooms. wow. And, and, and then you would have all these rooms, like, just outside of town. Like, you would go, like, me and Joe, when we were, like, you. that's how you'd start. And then you'd start getting paid, which was, like, $15 right. to drive to Maine. <laughs> Yeah. And do 15 minutes of stand-up. So we would get in a car together. We'd drive to Rhode Island the next night. We'd go to Springfield the next night. Wow. We'd go to Connecticut the next night. And we just... And, and it was me, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, Dane oh. Cook, oh, David man. Cross, Louis C.K. Um, Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. It was crazy. Bobby Kelly... Oh, my God. Um, was Lenny on? Because Steve mentioned Lenny Clark. I, I think I saw you in the late 90s. There was a comedy room in Faneuil Hall or right around. Yeah, Faneuil. yeah, right yeah. in Faneuil Hall, the comedy connection. And um, I'm forgetting his name, but Anthony. Anthony Clark was Anthony, the king. Yes. He was the king. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was terrific. And, uh, you know, every now and then, Leary would float in because he was a big yeah, name at the time from right. all the MTV stuff. Um, and then and then I saw, like, Louis C.K. and um, Steve, they ended up on the on the uh, Dana Carvey show. Yes, which, yes. Which was a fascinating thing. Cause the, the, the Dana Carvey comedy show, Steve which is right, well, it's right. a great yeah. documentary about. I mean, you've, you've written for, for many shows. Were you yeah. approached for that at all? That was before my time. It was before your time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, Steve Carell and Steve Colbert yeah. were both on that show. And, uh, and it was Dino Stamatopoulos, who's a big writer, um... Yeah, that was a crazy lineup. But a lot of the guys I started with in Boston also went on to become big writers. A guy named John Groff, who's one yeah. of the biggest showrunners in sitcoms today. I'm familiar with that. There's a guy that you've mentioned a number of times, and I, I had because you mentioned him, I did a little uh, checking up on him and looking at some of the material. Don Gavin, is that his name? Yeah. So, so um, he's like apparently he's revered. You revere him. And and he's cons- and I, I was not familiar with him. I'd probably he has more influence on me than any comic in 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 the world. And he is a guy that nobody outside of Boston has heard of. And so I'm I'm pretty up on this. And I yeah. was not that familiar. Yeah, with him the and name. Sweeney, Gavin and Sweeney were the two guys in Boston. And people go like, well, "How come you guys don't move to L.A.?" And they're like, "Yeah." Let me sleep on a couch and make no money and stand in line so somebody can look at my teeth to see if I can do a sitcom. He goes, these guys, these guys are performing every night that they want, getting yeah. paid in cash. They all got in trouble with taxes. Oh, did they? Yeah, they yeah. never pay taxes. And they just, they, they got paid in cocaine half the time. Yeah. Right? And the women were throwing themselves at them. They're like, why would I leave? What, what's the thing that gets better right. after this? They're uh-huh. playing golf. You know, all you know, yeah. whatever weather allows you to in Boston, and uh, and the, they just they killed. And the Boston crowds are uh, like about the best crowds in the country. Mm-hmm. They're just they're wise asses. They're tough. They they can take a punch. And you can you can't offend them. Was there's, that so? That was the no best line. boot camp if you were a stand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, there's a reason why so many good comics came. And I should say guys because it was not very uh, supportive to female comedians. Uh, there was not a lot of female comics. Or came, black comics that came out of Boston. What was it? So I watched a bit of his stuff, and 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 he. I what impressed me is how, um, and it's like you, 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 you guys are the the creme de la creme, and there is such a natural 
it's almost like you don't see the strings. The, the, the material just flows effortlessly, and that was his thing. So I can see how you would have taken or at least, you know, gone for that as your style. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it, with him it was so seamless. Every punchline was a throwaway. Yeah. You never saw the work. You never saw a guy doing stand-up. He was just a guy on stage who would just... And and if somebody messed with him in the crowd, he was he he was lethal. He wouldn't get off his stool. He'd sit on the stool. He'd have a he, the guy used to drink a gallon of vodka a day, Jesus. and and he would just drink White Russians, and he would just sit there with his right White Russian and just pick people off like a like a sniper. He would just annihilate people, and which would make the place go crazy. Right. And then one time he got he had some heckler come on stage, and the guy took a swing at Gavin, and uh, people jumped on stage. They pulled the guy off, and then the cops. Nick's comedy stop in Boston was a, it was a mob joint, and all the cops used to they they're it was in the red light district, so they right. were supposed to be outside, right. you know, policing. Right. But instead, they'd be in the back of the club watching Gavin and Sweeney and doing <laughs> shots. <laughs> so so they pull this guy off of Gavin into the back of the club. Gavin finishes his set and he's walking off, and then one of the cops comes up and he goes, "Hey, Don, Don, come back here for a sec." <laughs> And they walk him down a, ba- down a back hallway, and here's the guy that had attacked him on stage, and he's cuffed. And he goes, uh, why don't you get in a couple shots, Don? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so Don just lights the guy up. Whoa. Jesus. <laughs> and then they lead him out. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. What is he? <laughs> hey, Don, take a couple shots at him. I love that. What was the Chinese? It was a Chinese... Laund- a Chinese restaurant that had a, a it was a, a a catering facility that you guys would play a lot. Did you- oh yeah, the Aku. Well, there was the uh, the the Aku Aku, which was on Route One, and uh, no no the Kowloon. There was okay, the Kowloon and Saugus, and they're like a couple of them, right? Because yeah, there was, these, there these was a chain. That- well, there was, there, when the comedy boom happened, there was comedy was so in demand that they literally all you needed. Was a sign that said comedy yeah. and a microphone, and you could fill a room. Yeah, and so they realized that a lot of these Chinese restaurants had banquet rooms mm. oh. that they barely used, and they became comedy clubs. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking Manchester, New Hampshire. Every little town in New England had a Chinese restaurant that had a comedy room. So we were going on the road seven nights a week up to these Chinese restaurants, and so I thought it was fascinating that that ended up being sort of the default. And you wouldn't think it would be like sought after, but like that was the thing is like I'm playing the Kowloon. <laughs> so the first like my first paid gig was the Kowloon in Saugus, mm. which was like in in the eighties, right. where all the big hair big haired Italian girls yeah, yeah. lived. <laughs> and I said to my parents, I call them up and I, with a heavy heart because I have a very close family. And I said, Listen, um I can't come home for Thanksgiving this year. I got an offer to play the Kowloon in Saugus. <laughs> and they're like, we're coming. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So Dude. they drove up from New York, and they came up, and they stayed They stayed in the hotel, oh. and they came to the show, and wow. the place was like half empty because it was Thanksgiving night. So they're sitting out there, and they're eating, you know, they're eating sweet and sour <laughs> shrimp, and they're drinking out of those big wooden bowls with the eight, <laughs> yeah. the eight straws. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and the front row, for some reason, is empty. Yeah. And I'm like, that seems weird that the front row is empty. And I, I was friends with the door guy because I used to do the open mic night there right, all the right. time. And so, so the the door guy Vinny, he's standing there, and I and I go up to MC, and I'm about three minutes in, and then the door opens, and a line of people walk in with intellectual disabilities, and he seats them. In the front row. He was holding those seats. Wow. He knew they were coming. Wow. And he put them in the front row. And they were laughing at the setups. 
at the pauses. Yeah. Right. They were just... You were and I know I, 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 I was dying a horrible death because the audience was like, what is going on? I, this was insanity, and my oh. family thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. I'm sweating. I'm bombing. <laughs> they're, they're... <laughs> well, you you love to see your family members fail, yeah. and then it's the yeah. biggest laugh. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah. wow. You, you had also, um, you know, we Bob Saget was a huge friend of the show, um, mm-hmm. and and he was a very good friend of yours, and doing some reading. Um, you guys really tight, and there was a story about. I think it was a, a birthday party uh, having to do with the, the Charles Manson's old ha- the, the oh, house. Oh, yeah. The Charles Manson, the, 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 the Tate. Um, right. Tell that story because it's pretty wild. Yeah, it was the house where the murders took place. What? And it was, well, his, his producer, the guy that produced Full House, also produced two at the at the one time. Yeah, in he the had heyday. three sitcoms in prime time. Fabulously wow. wealthy. Fabulously wealthy. So he buys the house, uh, knocks it down. It wasn't the same structure. They knocked the structure down and right. built, built this new house that was so nice. You went up. To, Bob's like, you go up to the third floor. So I walk up to the third floor, and there's a room. It's like a game room with a hole in the wall, and you dive in it, and it leads to the pool. It, it, it winds down. It's like, a, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, slide. Jesus yeah. a slide that went down into yeah, yeah, the pool? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's fabulous. So, I'm, uh, so me and my wife park, and it's in the Hollywood Hills, so there's no parking on the street. There's valet yeah. parking. We valet park the car, and we start walking up this long driveway, and I can hear good vibrations, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're playing, they're playing some Beach Boys, and we're going to sing. Maybe there'll be some dancing. And yeah. So we get up into the house, and the music's a little too loud. And then I look to my left and I see the band and it's uh, the Beach Boys. It's Mike Love and uh, and uh, John. Uh, what's his name? Was playing Stamos? drums. John Stamos was playing drums. Oh right. And Ben Stiller was like playing bass. What? And, and I was like, "What is happening here?" <laughs> and we're dancing to the Beach Boys and Saget's dance. This was this was like his fiftieth birthday or something. But wow. the, people are always telling, and all our friends and mutual friends and, and comedians who who hung with him would say that that he was like he was the conduit to all that. Like you were always guaranteed some sort of yes. experience like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Bob was like the uh, Kevin Bacon. There's the six degrees of separation right. from Bob Saget. And uh, yeah, that's right. You guys, they, I knew you guys knew him. He was uh, he was yeah, he was from Philly. Terrific. Yeah, he yeah. was just a terrific guy, and yep. you know, really like never lost his edge. He want he had the hunger that most comics have in their first ten years, right up to the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a guy that if somebody came up to him and asked for a selfie. He wouldn't just take the selfie. He would frame it. He'd be like, no, the light's better over here. Let's wow. stand here and do it. Yeah. And he was the guy that, like, you know, if you met him once, he remembered you. And this, just that focused attention that he gave you when he talked you to know, you. You yeah. know, it was wild. Because uh, at the, we had, I brought up the subject of dirty work. You know, the, the movie, The Norm McDonald. Yeah, right. And and so he, he like, smiled. And I'm like, are you going to work on another one? And uh, he then he's indicated that he had been, uh, talked to Norm, and within a short period of time, both he and Norm. Oh man! Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! It was just so crazy. So, what comedy club is it that, that's on the strip? There is that the Comedy Store? Well, there's the store and the Laugh Factory, both on the strip. Okay, because I was in L.A. back in September, and we were driving because I was with this guy. He's a rocker, so we had to go past. Uh, uh, whiskey, Rainbow whiskey, room, and whiskey, yeah. and all that. So, um, but we and I was like, oh, I want to see. There were there were no big names at the at the comedy store that night, and so we were driving past it. And you had mentioned the Hollywood Hills, so I uh, turned up the street to go up 
that hill. I could not believe how insanely steep that <laughs> yeah. hill was. Um, and there were houses on it, and like, yeah. and I was like, I was really nervous, you know, <laughs> g- driving up there because it's also narrow as well. So you mentioned like. You know, there's no parking in valet. Where the hell do the valets park? No, that's funny because a lot of times when you're leaving the store after your set, if it's late, mm-hmm. then one of the employees will be like, will you take me to my car? <laughs> and, and you have to drive up these It's like, can I get a couple bucks for gas? Yeah. This is like, this is a lot. Yeah. They have to, they make the employees walk like a half a mile up wow. this like <laughs> steep terrain. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And that's where uh, Polly lives. Okay. He's got the house. Well, Mitzi, yeah. Mitzi right. Shore, yeah. she had a house that was right above it, which is famous because she didn't live there, but, like, the comics would stay there. Kinnison would stay there. He was living there with Marin at one point. Wow. There's this crazy story about, like, Marin was, like, telling his friend, he's like, hey, man, I'm I'm hanging out with uh, <laughs> Sam Kinnison. I'm, I'm friends with Sam Kinnison. You know, we're doing blow together and, <laughs> and all this and so, uh, and so, so they were hanging. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, see, I told you, I know. I had to dump out on the yeah. S face. Uh, that's that's hilarious. We're gonna have, uh, we're that's gonna have Mar- going to be on the show next week. I want to ask him about this yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, the wow. collection. You know, you, 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 we obviously you had your your book, um, you know, which we we were uh, promoting and, and read and, and loved, and and uh, you know. I mean, you have a, a voluminous amount of stories like that, and are, are really good telling them. Are, are you? Uh, have you considered taking another dive into? No, no. <laughs> no I you came were... very close to a nervous breakdown writing that book. Really? really? And I was an English major. My dream when I was young was to be a writer. I was. I thought I was going to be a writer, and then I got a chance to write a book, and I thought it would just be like a one-off, like humor kind yeah. of book because. The premise was just letters that that my mother had received about me when I was in trouble. But it's also a touching book. But that's what yeah. happened is it turned into like a very heavy book about my dad. Yeah. And uh, and I just like it, it was like having a midterm every night <laughs> for a year and a half. Oh, it was oh. brutal. Yeah. I would never do that again. Wow. So, All right. Well, you just waited from that. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that like, you know, my grandkids will read. About me doing cocaine and my, <laughs> husband, my all but, the other misadventures. But it, it wouldn't matter what the subject matter is. You just wouldn't go through that process. I of think writing I would help again. somebody else write a book. Okay, like I was, I, I, I've been pretty close to writing books for other comedians in the past, but it just never worked out. Um, I mean, I, I, think I mean, that, you do a ton of writing. Yeah, I write a lot. Yeah, and uh, and I, you, you know, I, I, writing on TV shows is different because. You know, it's stupid. TV is stupid. Even a smart show, it's not that hard to write. Right. You know, it's 30 pages, and you got 10 people doing it with you. Right. It's easy. But when it's just you, it just brings up a lot of, uh, uh, you know, you start questioning whether or not you should even be doing this. And yeah. And you're smart. And, and, and unless, you're, unless you're the kind of person who loves constantly... In, being introspective and yeah. trying to, you know, diagnose yourself. I, I don't see, we we think it would have to be the absolute hardest thing in the world to sit there and just to coalesce everything into some cogent order. or Because yeah. some of the best biographies that I've ever read or autobiographies don't take the chronological approach, right. you know? Yeah. Which seems like the default, but it's, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, plus, I don't know that my penis could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in what way? There's a lot of masturbation. Oh, is there? Every time he gets stuck, <laughs> what? You have to release those yeah. writing. Huh. Did you hormones. have to dump that too? No, no. no. we didn't. Yeah, well, somebody else probably will. <laughs> Whatever.
<laughs> it's it's so stupid what we can get away with and what I we can't. And in a way, because we have I to... I tried to use the technical yeah. word. You did, it and it just shouldn't be enough. grosser yeah. for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it, it, the stuff we come up with to approximate it is often worse than the, the, the actual word. Yes. You know, but that's the yeah. nature of it. Right, so. right, right. But uh, no, I think if I were to write something else, maybe short stories, that might be fun to write. Um, I just read a comedian's short story. It's the guy from... Um, the Office. Oh, uh, the, the, Ricky Gervais, or no? He was a hard guy. He was a writer on the oh, show. Uh, he's a uh, Mindy Kaling. DJ, uh, DJ Novak. Yeah. Novak. Yeah, 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 he wrote a really, really funny book of short stories that I like. I could see doing that because then at least you've got, you know, you, you, it's like being a Boy Scout. You get your different badges, mm-hmm. and then you leave, and you're sad, and you don't know why. <laughs> 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 I can see that. Uh, you know, he he wrote a movie of that. Yeah, um, I wanted to see that. It's good. Did you see and it? And it just kind of comes and goes. Here's a yeah. guy who's associated with the American version of The Office. He's got it, you know, and he and he writes this movie, and it's very funny. But it's like, eh. you know, how do you how does if he doesn't have the ability to make that rise above, you know, the the other movies? I, oh, I know. You look at guys like I mean, um, um, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, now, yeah. here's a guy that. Did Mr. Show, which was a huge hit, and you figure, all right, this guy's got a built-in following of millions of people. Yeah, the Ben Stiller Show. They will buy a ticket to his movie, right? He did a movie, and it tanked. Yeah. And you know what? You don't get a second chance on movies. Yeah. TV, you you can sell a TV show, and you can get it made, and it can fail. And there's a little cooling off period, but then they'll give you another shot. Movies, you get one shot. Wow. Man. That's it. Is is it as cutthroat when you're writing? Because you've written for a lot of shows. Uh, is is that demoralizing in a way? Do you have an audition process that is similar to an actor who get for a role? Or I've been pretty lucky because as a stand up, I was I had some profiles, so people would ask me to write on shows. Okay, I don't think I have ever like gone after a show. I think it's always come to me. They come to you? Well, they used yeah. to. Now yeah. that I, I, now I'm a certain age, and uh, <laughs> it's not really flowing in the way it was. Uh, I did just sell a show to uh, the Game Show Network. Excellent. And it's it's kind of a trivia show about the Guinness Book of World Records, but it's going to be funny. And uh, so I'm working on that. But it but uh, it's very... It's, sitcoms are very much about diversity hiring right now. Okay. And it's... Uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm in a tough, tough niche. Did you see the, the TV show Reboot? Um, it yeah. was, Paul Reiser was on it, and uh, they spent a lot of time in the writer's room. I think you'd appreciate it from, uh-huh. from your background as a writer and just... Um, uh, it's the guy that created uh, Modern, Modern Family, Family. yeah. yeah. And oh, it, okay. It's it's a really cool look into, I think, what it's like to be a writer in Hollywood. By yeah. the way, they're officially not making a second I season know. for it. So. <laughs> I know, I know, it's too bad. I heard it was really good. It is. I it have was. too, yeah. 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 yeah, Knoxville was on it, and uh, it's creative and, and fun and funny. But they hire two groups of writers. One hire is young diversity hire, and the yeah. other is these old, old Jewish yeah, yeah, writers yeah, yeah. Yeah, who've yeah. been in Hollywood forever. Uh, and, yeah, it, it's a well-written show. Yeah, it's definitely become uh, a thing where, where you know, if you're, I mean, you, I'll call good friends that yeah. get shows and I'll be like, hey, man, you know, what do you got for me? Sorry, dude. Oh, wow. Categorically can't even consider you. Oh, that's wow. got to yeah. be deflating. Yeah. yeah. It's a little deflating. But you know what? It's like, I'm lucky. I've, I get into stand-up and podcasting, which there's no kind of, nobody's caring about what you look like or no. what your origins are as long as you're... You know, keeping your audience satisfied with the content that you're giving them, and you keep going. They're coming to you, yeah. because of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, so I'm lucky. But I've, I just had dinner with five friends that are all 
guys just like me, and none of them are writing. And these guys were all showrunners. They wow. were like some of the top writers in Hollywood. And I left. I drove home feeling kind of sad. It was not an uplifting dinner. Right. I hope you didn't pick up the check. No, we split it. <laughs> well, there's plenty of Greg Fitzsimmons to be had because you got the Fitz Dog Radio podcast. You have Sunday papers. You got the Childish podcast. Childish yeah. podcast with Allison Rose. And we talk about raising kids. Love that. Um, and and you of have course, a chance to see him live. Yeah, you're in town this weekend. So uh, we got to wrap, brother. But okay. it's great to see you. Helium Comedy Club tonight, 7.30 and 10. Uh, tomorrow night, same thing. Tickets available at heliumcomedy.com. Do yourself a favor. Go see Greg. He's absolutely one of the best. One absolutely. of our favorites uh, to come through town and never, ever miss. So, uh, Thanks, Preston. Yeah, enjoy, man. It. Have a great show. Thanks. Enjoy Philly this weekend. All right. Great seeing you guys. Good Thanks for having you. me. Oh, absolutely. here. Hang on. Kathy wants to say goodbye, too. Bye. I'm so sad that I missed you. <laughs> All right. Bye, Kathy. Good luck bye. to your son. I hope he has a pleasant weekend. <laughs> Thank you. See All ya. Right. Greg Fitzsimmons, yeah! everyone. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The reminder, uh, we gave away some uh, money earlier and a prize pack with uh, Scream 6. And uh, we, today. we did that only on our streaming on uh, on YouTube. Uh, and now we have a chance for you listening live uh, for your chance to win uh, the same thing. So we got a couple hundred bucks and a prize pack and text the word SCREAM. Uh, to three nine three three three, where it's a secret text word type of thing. Yep. Do. yep. So we'll get a winner uh, before the end of the program. All right, our next guest. It's our first time meeting him, having him here in our studio, and always wonderful to meet new people. He's going to be uh, performing at Punchline tonight in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Mr. Phil Hanley. Yeah. To the show. Thank today. you. How you doing, Phil? I'm great. Thank you for having me. No problem. We're playing some dead for you. Oh, nice. It's, uh, you know, we definitely heard about your, your dead fandom. And yeah. you're wearing a dead shirt. You only wear dead shirts. People, I'm so lucky. People, uh, actually, and a lot of people from Philly send me uh, dead shirts. And I just, yeah, I just feel like uh, I have to represent. How how committed? Uh, hopping in a van and following them? or, uh, or uh... I kind of miss, just age-wise, I miss that okay. opportunity. My mom would have had to have been driving the van, but. <laughs> It's true, uh, I guess. I listen to, yeah, I mean, I listen to, I don't oh. know, 40 hours a week or something like that. Have you ported to other jam bands as well? Or no, just, just, just no, I, I don't know. I just love the dead. I love, like, their lyrics. And uh, I'm dyslexic, so when I was a kid, they were the first kind of, <laughs> like, you know, their lyrics are so storytelling. And, right, right. Yeah. How many, I, I'm, I'm not well-versed in the dead. I know the hits. Obviously, I've never been a huge fan, but I okay. appreciate the hits. But how many albums? How many songs? Is there enough material if you listen for hours? Yeah, 40 that's hours? the the beauty of the dead. Is I don't you generally like um, don't listen to like studio albums. You listen to shows, and yeah. there's like over two thousand shows. There's like twenty one hundred or something like that. But so. I love their studio stuff. It's like so. And you and I talked a little bit in the green room. I uh, you know I like the dead and I like fish. I, I virtually listen to no fish studio stuff. Uh-huh. I only listen to live stuff. And with the dead, like I I don't know what it is. It's just so. Uh, crisp, I guess. Is yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I definitely can enjoy it, especially like Working Man's Dead of the old, the older stuff, mm-hmm. like American Beauty. But yeah, there's just endless live shows. So when I write, I always just have a oh, show. Have on. that on the back. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're a stand-up comedian. Do you find any humor in the dead? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's funny. I would. Like, there's nothing I would love more than to have like a big Grateful Dead chunk. But I don't know. I don't. I mean, I. Okay. I uh, I met a woman. Uh, people, I'll come off stage and people will like pull me aside. And I met a woman uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was like, she goes, "My parents followed the dead, and they made their first million dollars selling bracelets at dead shows." Oh my like, god! Wow. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I've never what? heard." Uh, drugs referred to as bracelets. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my own. I went. I went to a dead show. I got to see Jerry. Whoa! What? Oh. What year? You're going to hate this. It oh, was no. 1995. Okay, final year. 94. Yeah. So At the Spectrum. No, no, no. Okay. I, at the time, I was living in the Midwest. I was living in St. Louis, Missouri. So it was before I moved to Philadelphia. It was like the year before I moved to Philadelphia, and I went because. It, not because I was a dead fan. I went because it was the thing that everybody was going to go do. Okay? Yeah. So I went to the show. You're going to hate this. <laughs> I left at intermission. I know. I know. <laughs> After the first set, they don't yeah. get cooking to the second set. <laughs> it bored me to tears. Really? Yeah, it did. And, I, and because I did not know about the jam uh, culture uh-huh. and, and the way that, that songs are represented on stage different than... Now, listen, I expect any band I go to see to, to expand a little bit on the songs and maybe, yeah. or maybe uh, to, you know, present them a little bit differently. But, but they went way off, and I didn't know what they were doing, and and, and it just wasn't dynamic. And there were, I did see the twirlers. That was kind of fun, the the, the girls that were kind of twirling. However, drummer. at the intermission, I, one of the girls essentially... Uh, fell down into a puddle on the ground <laughs> and just laid there yeah. like this with her head down, almost like, you know, she's praying to Mecca or something like that. Yeah. Might have been using and some... I come walking by and I'm just like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, but it was just, it was a culture I wasn't used to well, and it weirded me out and I left. That was the, well, the thing, it, they were almost like, it was almost like a sporting event right. in the sense that that you'd be like, oh my God, they play this tune, they hadn't played that tune in 20 years. Right. Or they took huge risks, and even in 95, so they've been together like uh, 30 years, they were still playing a tune that they played those years and taking massive risks. And so, yes, some nights were better than others. And um, I think that's part and parcel of, of that. That you, you, if you have a context to appreciate, it's just the nature of the beast. Like yeah, you, you see a painting, but if you know the artist had, you know, painted it with his with his butthole, you know, and you're impressed, it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now this look absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not it's, to draw a parallel between the Grateful Dead and the butthole. You, it, know, it, yeah. you just to you, knowing a little bit about it, or knowing if you don't know, like, oh, they haven't played. We were talking about they they busted out a song called Unbroken Chain in Philly. And that was First like a huge moment. Like yeah. any head would know. Oh, they, yeah, they played that on the Sunday. But um, yeah, if you have a little bit of the knowledge of what was going down, I'm curious because you mentioned that you were dyslexic and you, you, you that's uh, uh, ends up in your act a lot, and, and you are actually on uh, a couple of um, of boards, I guess, right? That, uh, yeah, you, I'm on uh, the I, the board of trustees for the I. I. How, how profound was that? Because I, when I was diagnosed, I, I was diagnosed years ago when I was in, I think, elementary school. I didn't even know if they referred to it as that at that point. Yeah. And I had a mild, what I, they said was mild. And then then later on when, you know, all these things started to come out. And, and, and now I guess I'm referred more to as ADD. I, okay. I, I, I don't even understand it. All I yeah. know is that the ADD uh, possibly helps with the way I process. And if I'm being comedic, that it helps. What? How bad was it for you? For me, it was uh, I, like you know, I kindergarten was amazing, and then I arrived in the first grade, and everyone started reading, and I was just like, meh, 
You know, I'm going to stare at the tell? window for a decade. Could, could you tell at that moment? Oh, yeah, it, it was such a it was such a bummer because I, yeah, like kindergarten was fine or whatever, and then just like soon they're like, okay, spell moon. I was just like, yeah, I'm not. That's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what, you know what sucks about it too is yeah. like it, it affects everything else, right? So once you yes. start, so so my fiance is dyslexic. Okay, as well. and so you find that out in first or second or third grade or whatever. Yeah, and then you think you're stupid. And, and yes. it affects your confidence, and it affects your ability to learn that's, other things. Absolutely. That's what I always say. I talk to uh, now, like, anyone in, like, comedy or, like, management of, yeah. like, comedians or whatever knows that I'm dyslexic, and they'll be like, oh, hey, you know, if if they have a, someone that they think is might be dyslexic, I'm like, the most important thing a parent can do is keep the self-esteem up, mm-hmm. because you're going to get out of school, and dyslexics excel at different things we're just not designed uh for school just the way you process but it, but, but what happens is your natural inclination when you're in it is to think oh i i'm just not particularly bright of course yeah, yeah. Be, reading is one of the first it's like the one of the first adult activities you kind of do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. and if you just cannot do it it's it's somewhat of a status thing yeah I and mean, if you just don't have it it's, it's but bummer you, the material that you've gleaned from it is is, is very uh, funny and oh, you, thanks. You, you talk about your teachers saying trying to help you through it and saying well, just sound the words out, and you say, "Well, that's reading." Yeah, that's, yeah thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the worst. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, I just uh, I wish I had an excuse, and I finally just came to the realization um, this year that I'm just not smart. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just not a smart person. I'm not able to comprehend things. I would you blame dyslexia? Oh yeah, no. yeah. I, listen, I'm. Wa- I, I finished watching the show, The Consultant. Right? Okay. I watched the, the the last episode last night, and I had to watch the recap because I had forgotten everything. And I was like, I just watched the show. How did I forget that this happened? It, you know, I'm like, I just I can't remember things. And I'm like, oh. were, were you on your phone while you were watching the show? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why you gotta get all wrapped up in the details? Uh, why why do you have oh, to use logic? Judging and everything. Um, uh, I did see something, and I don't know if this has anything to do with dyslexia, but uh, it was this, this uh, little thing on, on Instagram where they took a, a paragraph, right? Yeah. And they basically just, um, they they had boldface the first, like, two or three letters of every word, and your brain just kind of fills the rest out, and it's like, you know, watch how fast you can read this this paragraph. And I was like, holy crap, that actually did work. Yeah. It like that, so I can't identify a symbol with a sound. So when I would write notes off the board, I would be drawing the words. It's wild. Yeah, it's such oh, a wow. wild thing. Yeah, that you. So your that isn't your mind doesn't create it as a as a conduit. It, it you're simply creating a representation of it. Yeah, right? yeah. So it t- so it it was quite. Uh, it took a long time. I didn't get a lot of notes down. <laughs> it's hier- hieroglyphics, basically. Yeah, yeah. one hundred percent. Yeah, that's where, where what are your abilities now? I mean, do you do have you? Can you fly? <laughs> yes. I, well, fl- yeah, flight and uh, <laughs> number one, yeah. flight. Um, no, I mean, I think it helps me with comedy. It helps me with. Um, I have like when you were talking about remembering a show. I have like a really good memory. Okay. Uh, for things which I should not. Being a Grateful Dead fan since I was like ten, there was activities that went on when I was a teenager that would have affected my memory. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, it, and it helps. Like dyslexics are good at like um, overall impressions of things and like an overall plan. We're just not detailed. Seeing the big oriented. picture, big picture. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. We're not detailed people. Any like okay. a nuanced stuff? Like, uh, can you hear colors or like if you hear a number, you associate it with something that's not that uh-huh. number. 
Uh, I there were times in my youth again that I I heard colors yeah. or saw colors. Was that what you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was uh those that was what I had taken earlier. But no, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I have a great color question that that uh, corresponds with uh, the Grateful Dead because oh, I, cool. I, I do this with fish songs all the time. Okay, okay I'll just uh, what color is Terrapin Station? Green. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What color is Box of Rain? Uh, translucent. Okay. Okay, what are you doing? So, it, like, I ask people... And, and what, what is the type of drug that yields this response? No, yes. but, like, LSD. if you were to ask this person and then the lighting person at the concert, they Oh! Will, yeah, uh, yeah. Wow! Yeah. Oh. I'm like, okay. Well, Did not know that. Yeah. And and so it's just kind of I'm like oh no though this song totally has a red vibe to it you know well, well, I, yeah oh, wow that's amazing that is amazing so now you're you're uh, from Vancouver I am well I'm from Ontario but I started comedy in Vancouver okay Vancouver is one of the greatest vacations I ever took oh it's beautiful yeah it's just Stunning. gorgeous Victoria Island and, and the Whistler and, and all the areas around there are gorgeous but you and then I wanted to figure exactly what this doing the the research on you 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 modeled over. In Europe, you were. A I model? was, uh, yeah, I was a model. Explain, explain how that happened. It's one hundred percent because I can't read. Like that was, <laughs> I. That's why I did it. My yeah. friends went to college. There was, uh, there was a fashion trend years ago. We're all old enough to know it. Called um, heroin chic, right? And they were like, "We're looking for guys that look like they do drugs." And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll do you one better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of research for this job. Very qualified. Um, yeah, so I, they, they, it was like male models look like male models. And then there was a moment yeah. when they wanted like skinny dudes with long hair. Like yeah. rocker, alt rocker. Yeah, like kind of. Little gothish. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I, so I did that for four years. But the first year that I started was right on the edge, and everyone else were these big, muscly guys that actually look like models. Right, right. And I was just cruising around, like, and and, and so you thin. Did you do a ton of, of modeling? I, you know what, over the years, like, and it's so we. I'm, like, Canadian and was never, you know, I'd, like, I, like, swam with a T-shirt on and then, like, was on the Armani <laughs> runway within, like, six months. Like, That's it was right. weird, yeah. So I did, yeah, I did, like, big shows in, in Europe for, like, four years. It's was crazy. it, uh, was it glamorous or? It was, like, I, my problem the whole time was, like, thinking, isn't this hilarious? And no one else thought it was funny. Right. No one you else were was serious. Like, you know. Uh, I went to high school with this kid named Matt Myers, and uh, he ended up, he was skinny as a rail in high school, and then he got buff in college, and he ended up being a, a male model, and boy, did he take it seriously. Like, it was, and it, it was like funny. Like Zoolander serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, Blue Steel, and, and wow. you know, he, and it was just, it was an interesting transformation to see I, him go through that. I couldn't, I like, I would be, so you'd go to Milan, and they start out, they, ca- they cast like a really wide net like it sounds really prestigious but they yeah. start out they invite all these people from all over and the agencies make money on the composite cars on the accommodations on the ride from the hotel like yeah. it's crazy and then and then it, you know as it goes up it gets it gets uh more and more competitive but yeah i and people took it so seriously but there would be dudes that were like in college and that's what they would do for the summer yeah and i'd be like you can read <laughs> And you're doing this? And why are you putting yourself through this? Like That's a hilarious take on so it. So there were, I mean, there were like, I got to live in, you're supposed to live in Milan or Paris. And, and I really love London and I had friends and stuff like that in London. So I would live in London and then go to those cities to work. So it was great. It was when my friends were at college. So it was good. I mean, that's very good. But wow. while you're in London, you, you joined an improv group? Uh yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, I joined. I I did a commercial. I did like a 
uh, a television commercial and thought, like, well, maybe I'll try acting. And I did an, an improv group in this weird, like... By the way, which telev- which car company wants a heroin-chic-looking model? <laughs> it, it was... You know what? It was near... It was So it was, like, four years into my career, and my, my hair was a little shorter. Oh, okay. And uh, it was a Pontiac commercial. And um, th- so I did an improv class, and I made the... Uh, the class laugh or whatever, and it blew my mind. So I was like, "Oh, this feels like making my friends and family laugh." And then that so that got me into stand up because I didn't even because I would had never been good at anything like anything you can measure right. sports. Uh, you know, again, reading comes up a lot, but, <laughs> but being being a smartass, there's no measurement for that. No, you know, yeah, so. well, yeah. And so I want to ask about like because your your comedy style, and if you go to your Instagram, like you just see you, you do a ton of uh, great crowd work. And I know that you know you, you're going to put that up on Instagram so people don't know what your act is, and yeah, they're more inclined to go to your uh, to to see you live. But uh, man, you're I love your crowd work because you're a little bit mean. But you're not like really mean, deceptively. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's deceptive. I mean, like I'm gonna say, I'm not getting a mean vibe at all. <laughs> no, no, well, no, no. He's a nice guy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there are other comics out there that are like insult comics, yeah. And that I'm like, that's you're just an a hole. Yeah. And you're like, you're kind of in on the joke as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just, I say things that you kind of want to say that you normally don't get to say, but I do. You're, you're given that license to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. You're, you're sort of the advocate for the audience that a lot of now you. It doesn't seem you run up. I, I think a lot of times comedians invite um, an audience. You know, a type of audience. Your audiences seem to be not the real arch heckler types. No, yeah. no. And I find like people like go on uh, most heckles. There are sometimes. Someone who wants to disrupt the show and doesn't like you right. to be the center of attention or whatever. But most heckles are just, it's just enthusiasm. So that's what generally you'll say something and people will be like, yes, you know? What I like about it is when, you're, you, when you are doing crowd work and you're asking questions to the audience... Uh, sometimes it's their inclination that they think they have to say something funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, no. You I'm going to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> just answer the question, honestly, yeah. and that and that will make uh, a moment, you know? So you, you, you've done uh, stuff, you were uh, inside Amy Schumer, and yes. you've done a few uh, uh, comedic acting, something you... Uh... Uh, I do a little bit. I'm actually writing, I'm currently, I'm, right now I'm writing a book uh, about, just like, a, kind of a memoirs about being just Lexic and right. stuff like that. Uh, so that's like a, a big focus. But um, yeah, I would love, I mean, doing that stuff on set is, is really fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, it's crazy. You, I think, is, was it, is it Henry Winkler who was? Yes. Henry Dyslexic. Winkler is, is very, and he's written now like Numerous 15 books. kids' books. Yeah. And we had him on the show and he was talking about it. It was, it was, it was wild. Yeah, I would love to meet him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so for you to write to be, to be at this point is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a real endeavor. Lots of Grateful Dead. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Phil Hanley is going to be at uh, Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. Do you spent time? You worked here in Philly before? Uh, yeah, I've been here. I've been here a few times. I love it. I love Philly crowds. Okay. Are you a hockey guy by any chance? Huge. Okay. You see the Flyers just fly, fired uh, Chuck uh, Fletcher. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. It's yeah. uh, probably two years too late, but it's still good news for Flyers fans. Yeah. You a Canucks fan? I uh, no, I'm a Leafs fan. Okay. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I, I have something for you. It was it was a gift. I'm just re-gifting you something because this is not going to fit me. But oh, yeah, this is uh, it's two great things. It's a shirt. Yeah, it's a okay. shirt. Oh, he's going to dig this. Yeah, this is yeah. a nice one. Yeah, this is I don't really remember cool. this. This is the we uh, gave it away last week. Yeah. 
Whoa, that is so cool. It's the yeah. Flyers. Uh, it's the Gritty, oh, the gritty. and the uh, Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead thing. Yeah. That is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. And that will that will fit me. Yes. All right, good. <laughs> Triple XL will fit on my arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. That What a nice gift. Thank you so much. Did, Did you ever play hockey? I, you know what? I played hockey. Or does every Canadian play as a kid? A, every, like, everybody plays. Yeah. And then I stopped when I was like 10 or something like that. And then I was not in... I'm from Oshawa, Ontario, which is a big... Lindros played there. Yeah. It's a big hockey town. And uh, I got out of hockey for years. And then during the pandemic, I started watching hockey again. And now I am obsessed. Like, I, I like, trade deadline and every Like, I was so into it. It's, um, it's my... It's for me, and I'm not a mass... I'm a, I'm, I'm a serviceable level sports fan, but hockey is the game I love to oh, see in person. The, That's the game. Yeah, I mean, you go to a game, but, like, the skill level for the, you know, 25 years or whatever that I wasn't watching, or the 20 years, the skill level now is <clears throat> insane. Yeah. It's a different for, game. The, the rules have changed, and, yeah. I, I couldn't even believe it. They're, like, deflecting pucks or flying all over. Yeah. Like, it's... They're so fast. So uh, what's it like being a Leafs fan? Because it's got to be hard. And I say that um, sympathetic because being yeah. a Flyers fan has been difficult for the last uh, 47 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my so my Leafs fandom has only been a couple years. But, uh, I mean, this year it's exciting. But it sucks that you definitely have to play Tampa Bay and you definitely have to play Boston and if you mm, continue yeah. through the playoffs. So it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, we we have found out how ugly it was against we, Tampa the other night. Oh my God, they're so good, and no. they've just been around forever. Yeah, and it irritates you that they're in Florida. Well, you know, yeah, it's, right, right. Right. it like, doesn't like, seem right. Yeah, you're sitting on a lawn chair after practice. Are you <laughs> serious, man? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, or like you if, learn to skate on a pond like everyone else. No, no. like Vegas. I remember it was like 121 yeah. degrees. And, Their first season, yeah. they made it to the finals. It's it's just not right. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. It's crazy. It's crazy, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and they're good this year too. Yes, and the Bruins are insane. And uh, the yeah, the Bruins are. It's irritating how good they are. It's, my dad's a Bruins fan, so I go home to write. I go to Vancouver to write. Yeah, and I watch hockey with my dad, and my dad's a Bruins fan, and it's just like it's tough because they're so good. They could set the record for the most n- uh, number of points in in any NHL season. Yes, this ever. Season. Yeah, the, I think the fastest to fifty wins in, in forever, and yeah, they they are very impressive. Is yeah. your dad from Vancouver? Uh, my dad's from. From Oshawa and Oshawa. I don't, have you guys heard of Oshawa before? Yes, yeah, Bobby Orr played, Eric Lindros. So the my dad would go see the Oshawa Generals, named after General Motors because it's a big auto plant there, and uh, and that was the farm team for the Bruins. So there okay. is a contingent in Oshawa that are Bruins fans, like the old school guys, because that's they would see those kids growing up yeah. and then yeah, yeah. In the NHL. Okay, wow. All right, well, listen, uh, Phil has uh, two shows, like I said. Uh, there's two shows tonight and tomorrow. They're at 7.30 and 9.45, and you can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com. So uh, get out and uh, see some comedy, see Phil, yeah. and uh, welcome him to our city. Thank you so much. Go Flyers. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Good call. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Let's hear it for Phil. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thank you, guys. We are going to take... Oh, here you go. Some... We'll box the rain for your way out. Oh, nice. Uh, we are going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Uh, B-File on the way. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. Nickelback. Metallica. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR.
We want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort, my friend, starting Monday, March 20th. Listen weekday mornings at 8 a.m. for our Preston and Steve Photo Hunt Challenge. Uh, you'll get a clue on the air, and then you need to check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. Then, if you're the correct number caller later in the show, and you correctly identify the photo and answer uh, from that morning's clue, you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. For more information, go to WMMR.com. All told, we're going to give away five trips to Universal. I'm <laughs> unbelievable. And that will yeah. all be that week. So starting on the 20th, the day that we are broadcasting yeah. at Universal Studios, we'll give away a trip that morning. After our show, we're coming back here, and then we'll do a show. We'll give away a trip on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The funny part is, is that so the, the perception is, well, if we come down and broadcast, you know, and blah, 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 so we're going to get an appreciation of the park. What they don't know is that we freaking love the park already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, sensational. Yeah. yeah, so this is a really exciting uh, trip for us. So we'll be on, obviously, on uh, Friday, we'll be in uh, Clearwater. Uh, we'll do that show, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. At, I forgot, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day live broadcast in Clearwater with the Phils. And then we head to, uh, we drive to Orlando, and then we will be uh, hanging out at the park on Saturday, maybe some, mainly Sunday. Uh, and then we come in and we do our show on Monday, and we start giving away those trips. And our show will be live from uh, Universal Studios. And then we fly back and do our show Tuesday morning. The next yeah, day. Yeah. But we'll be giving away trips all week long. If you're in Universal on Sunday, there's a Mardi Gras parade on Sunday evening, and we will be a part of it. We'll be in it. Yeah. Yeah, if you are, for some reason, our stars yeah. all align, and you already have a trip planned uh, there coming up on uh, the 20th, uh, reach out to us. We'll find a way to, to meet up with you if we can or something. And by the way, the broadcast area is right out on a a, a, a drag. It's a street that has like yeah. uh, the, the 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 diner from American Graffiti, and it's just a beautiful street. I think and, it's it's near the like the Simpsons area. It's uh, headed over that absolutely, way. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's right there. You can see it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is a this is a cool little bonus. Uh, it's just awesome uh, for both us and you. So we're getting set for that. It is a week from uh, or no, yeah, it's a week from Monday. Yes, uh, that we will be there. So. Exciting stuff. All right, Bizarre File time. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, brought to you by Monster Mania. The biggest names in horror will be at Monster Mania Con 53 this weekend at the Doubletree Hotel in Cherry Hill. Special guests include Charlie Hunnam and the Sons of Anarchy Reunion. Uh, Tickets at Monster Mania dot com. Well, this is is disturb. Well, not as disturbing. It's pretty damn disturbing. We had a six year old shoot his teacher a while back. Well, an eleven year old elementary school student in Roswell, New Mexico, poured bleach into a teacher's coffee cup. Oh. Last Tuesday at Washington Elementary School, uh, students warned the teacher before she could drink the coffee. But the primary student involved was given a juvenile citation. Uh, Police have not yet revealed a motive behind the incident, and it's unclear if the student teacher is back in the school or not. Names of the teacher and the student involved have not yet been released. I told you the story about the kid in my school who poured photo fixer into the teacher's cup. That's right. Got suspended. Wow. can imagine. Uh, Let's see. A woman accused of setting a fire that left several units of an apartment complex uninhabitable over the weekend has been arrested. Crystal Nicole Moss told police that she was trying to, quote, 
burn away the negative energy, the sadness, and the pain in her life huh. when she started a fire early Sunday at the Liberty Heights Apartments Complex. Uh, she might be insane. Uh, Moss was booked into the Salt Lake County Jail for investigation of arson. The fire started at 3 a.m. A police officer who was in the area saw smoke coming from one of the balconies. You uh, sound insane. <laughs> she and a second officer uh, arrived a short time later. They began knocking on the doors, waking people up and getting them out of there as the fire crews were arriving. Uh, it's a good thing they saw yeah, it when yeah. they did. Police said the uh, first officer on the scene had been with the department for about three years. The second officer, 20 years. The two officers were able to get everyone out of the apartment safely. As the fire was being investigated, Moss approached the police and claimed that she had started the fire. When questioned, she claimed that she was she had intentionally used a Bic lighter to ignite a tree of life, ah. which was placed inside a cauldron near her bedroom closet. Uh, she had a whole plan. Uh, according to Crystal, it was cool to ignite the tree of life, so she poured a bottle of alcohol on it to speed up the process. I had to work like the dickens to get it going. Uh, Crystal said the intent was to burn away the negative energy, sadness, and pain in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about everyone else's life with shared apartments? According to Crystal, she wanted to burn the universe, oh. but she didn't want to hurt anyone. It's a tough one. It's hard to burn you, the universe. You've got to be on your game. Not hurt anyone. Like Thanos well. wanted to snap his fingers, and he took out half the population. Yeah, you, know, you know. It's hard. It is. A man was arrested after a 2,000-pound church bell was stolen from a Pittsburgh cemetery last month and then later found dumped on the side of the road. Matthew Pastelli was arrested. It doesn't ring a bell. And... <laughs> And charged with theft by unlawful taking. <laughs> uh, Squirrel Hills Brown Ames Church Bell, which was cast in 1908, was stolen from the Turner Cream, uh, Cemetery. Mm. Uh, and it was found along the road. It was lo- They located it later. Did uh, they think it escaped? Uh, no. The oh. man who reported it uh, told police he saw it on the news. Police said that they were able to use witnesses and cameras to identify a suspect, a suspect vehicle a uh, trailer and forklift that was used to remove the bell. They yeah. really wanted this bell. That's pretty. Ele- what was? Did they say what it was made out of? Uh, they did not, but they left it on yeah. the side of the road. So I uh, maybe Wonder they got it. Yeah. And they realized they didn't want it. Uh, the bell is now <laughs> a safe. lot of planning. The bell is now safe and sound, though it is missing the yoke, and there is a small slice in the side of it as well, like the Liberty Bell. I get like a lot like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, a man was arrested and is charged with vandalism. This came after he destroyed $250,000 worth of food at a Kroger grocery store. $250,000? Yeah, the man, Darius Coleman, saw the frozen food in the freezers, and he didn't like the clutter. As a result, he made it his mission to solve the problem. Uh, The only issue is that Kroger, like most grocery stores, have their food on display for the customers to grab and buy. That's true. I've seen that. When a person comes in the store... And removes the items, they become liable for them. And this is the lesson Darius had to learn you the wrong way. Uh, when he entered the Kroger, he decided to uh, dispose of the frozen food. He ended up doing away with 250 grand worth of the food. As a result, he was arrested. Kroger uh, pushed him for him to be charged with vandalism. That's, that's and an incredible amount he, of money. He said he was only trying to declutter the freezer. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Agreed. Uh, A Canadian judge has ruled that giving someone the finger cannot be considered a crime because it is, quote, a God-given right. (laughs) Uh, Judge Dennis Galastoris of Quebec made his ruling in a dispute of neighbors. So Neil Epstein was allegedly arrested after flashing two birds at his neighbor 
and he was charged with criminal harassment. The judge acquitted Epstein of the crime. He said flipping the proverbial bird uh, is a God-given charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. There you go. And he also berated the neighbor for calling the police in the first place. He said uh, such an action should not prompt a 911 call. Uh, Here's another story in uh, Canada as well. Police in Hanover, Ontario have ended their investigation into a man who tried to give a young person a box of chocolates after determining he was participating in the Random Acts of Kindness Day. Did this man seem very slow and no. crew cut? <laughs> no, it was not Forrest Gump. Uh, police said that they were investigating a suspicious older male who reportedly pulled over and approached a youth walking home from school on Wednesday. At the time, police said the man offered the boy a box of pot of gold chocolates. My girlfriend slept with a lot of women. When the student declined, the man insisted, saying the boy could give them to his mom. Uh-huh. Uh, police said they found out the man was determined that determined his intentions were, quote, genuine and pure. Uh, police continue to investigate a separate incident in where an older man was seen taking photos of children playing in the backyard of a home. <laughs> it sounds like world. a lovely community. Yeah, yeah. It's the world we live in. All right, then we'll do one more uh, story, and this one's pretty weird. You've heard of this before, though, but a one-year-old girl was having trouble with motor functions, and uh, doctors made a shocking discovery. She had an unborn twin in her Whoa, head. That's crazy. Doctors in Shanghai found the fetus of the twin had developed in the girl's brain. The phenomenon is called a fetus in fetu, and it occurs when twins become conjoined in the uterus, but only one continues to develop. Uh, The unborn fetus was removed from the girl's brain. Uh, The twin was underdeveloped, but did appear to have fingers, by the way, which is pretty well. Reminds me of... uh, a book called The Dark Half from uh, Stephen King. And Preston, there's a, also a movie called Malignant where this is sort of the idea behind it. But the really? but, Yeah. Oh, it's really cool. Wow. Uh, so fetus and fetus cases are rare. One in about wow. a half million births. Uh, they will find something like that. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right. So Scream 6 opens this weekend. And we had you text in the word secret to 39333. <laughs> we will, yes. There's the scream. We will take the 20th caller who can give us the secret text word that we sent you. And we will uh, set up that particular person with the correct answer. A $200 gift card and a Scream 6 prize pack. The movie opens today, by the way. Melissa Barrera, Janet Ortega, uh, Courtney Cox, Dermot Mulroney, uh, Hayden Panettiere. A bunch of people in this movie. And it's getting great reviews. It is. So let's get that caller now, number 20, at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up with the goods. We've got more stuff to give away when we get back. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is a Friday morning. We will give away our tickets for Muse on the floor for the Word of the Week prize in a little while. We have something else uh, to give away at this very moment. And we were looking for caller number 20 to have a... Special word to share with us via this uh, text-in thing that we did with uh, Scream 6, which is uh, coming out today. So we're going to go to Ed, see if Ed knows it. Ed, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Ed, what's that word, buddy? Ghost face. Ghost face. 
That's correct. And you're a winner. We're going to set you up with a uh, Scream 6 prize pack. It's got a tote bag, ghost face mask, bucket hat, crew neck shirt, tumbler cup, mini poster, and a $200 gift card to go along with that, buddy. All right. That's awesome. All right. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. New York rules. New York new rules. Uh, the new chapter begins as Ghostface carves out his place in the Big Apple. And it stars Melissa B- uh, Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Hayden Panettiere, Dermot R- Mulroney, and Courtney Cox. And Scream 6 is out in theaters today. So congratulations to you. Oh, and we're not done yet. What? No! We have more things to give away right now. Lesson question time. And we're going to give away as a prize this morning... A pair of tickets to see Alice in Chains founder Jerry Cantrell's Brighton Tour Excite Center stage inside Parks Casino. It is Saturday, March 17th, so a week from tomorrow. Question that we'll ask this morning is, Jesus was a carpenter and the Last Supper was actually what kind of a meeting? 215-263-WMMR. It's when uh, Greg Fitzsimmons stopped in. Uh, Jesus was a carpenter. And Last Supper was actually what kind of a meeting? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. And we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Liberty Safe of New Jersey. They offer delivery and in-home installation that box stores don't. Visit them on Route 130 in Bordentown. Or Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Online at LibertySafeNJ.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was hospitalized Wednesday night after he took a spill at the Washington, D.C. Four Seasons Hotel. The 81-year-old career politician reportedly broke his hip, tripping over a pine nut. <laughs> Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend Erica Herman is suing for $30 million after he kicked her out of his home and changed the locks. Herman says she plans on hiring a locksmith, but only wants the $30 million kind. Ow. <laughs> And finally, the Met Gala trending on Twitter yesterday after news circulated that Anna Wintour has placed fashion police personality Tim Gunn on the permanently banned list. Gunn responded, calling Wintour a skid mark with a bob. Wow. <laughs> That's not going to get him invited no. back. All right, let's go to the phones, get an answer to the question. Jesus was a carpenter in the Last Supper. Was actually what kind of meeting? 215-263-WMMR. It's Nick, who's on the line. Hi there, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right, so Jesus was a carpenter, and the Last Supper was what kind of a meeting? A union meeting. Union yeah. meeting, yes. <laughs> Hang on, Nick. You got it, buddy. We are going to set you up. With a pair of tickets, Z, Allison Chains, frontman Jerry Cantrell's Brighton Tour at the Excite Center stage inside Parks Casino. And that's Saturday, March 18th. MMR VIPs, you can enter at WMMR.com for a chance to win passes for the VIP meet and greet and soundtrack as well. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Kaboomba! Brought to you, <laughs> brought to you by uh, Sport and Social. Catch all the March Madness at Sports and Social. Sorry, Sports and Social. Uh, it's on the 52-foot uh, big screen live at Live Casino Philly, uh, featuring Bud Light packages, giveaways, games, and more. Nice. For an unmatched basketball viewing experience. Uh, Godsmack drummer Shannon Larkin. Uh, says that he does not know 
uh, if the band could afford to tour outside of America. In an interview, uh, when asked if the band had any plans to tour Australia, he said, not yet. And the honest truth is, we uh, can we afford to come? Have they checked uh, Priceline? I don't know if they have yet or not. He said, it sucks for us because we're here, we're big in America, we're an American band. The radio loves us here. If it weren't for them... Uh, we wouldn't be a big band, and we didn't really have the success worldwide that we had here. So that's what he had to say about that. Uh, less than a week after surgery, Travis Barker let fans know that he's doing okay. Posted a video, or I'm sorry, a photo showing a deep purple M-shaped scar that expands two-thirds of his left ring finger along with a photo that he simply wrote with the caption, Hi. So is the M for Blink-182? That's what it is. <laughs> I know what that's a reference to. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, were, we were at a concert. Weezer. It was uh, it was um, the Y100. Uh, it was one of our shows we were doing, a summer show, uh, the, fe- the festival. And Weezer was playing. And while they're playing, this giant W lowers down yeah. behind them. And um, I, even if I remember who exactly it was, I'm not going to say who it was. Yeah, I don't know. But they turn to me and they go, hey, is the W for Y100? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I go, no, it's for Weezer, I think. <laughs> and she put her hand on her face and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go over here now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the M is not, not for Blink-182. <laughs> the procedure took place on March 3rd, and he was out of the hospital the next day. It injured himself while rehearsing for the Blink tour. Which, of course, that is now on hold. Uh, former Megadeth... <laughs> uh, former Megadeth guitarist Marty Friedman has opened up about being a TV personality in Japan. Now, I'm not that well-versed in Megadeth, and I'm not familiar with uh, Marty Friedman and his story... Uh, but he's been living in Japan since 2003, and he recently said in an interview, I was initially not really into doing this, but I wanted to just focus, I wanted to focus on playing music, uh, J-pop music. And he said, I wanted to concentrate on that, but they said, no, just try this TV thing. Your Japanese is really good, and you have a very interesting viewpoint, just give it a try. And he said, "At the and the first thing out of the box was a really big hit. It lasted for six seasons. I have, n- I had no idea this was no. going on. He said for a new show, it's pretty unheard of. And uh, so other offers came up, and my management over here started filling things up. And the next thing you know, more people know me from television than from music. So he's- <laughs> Kathy does a QVC kind of show out of Honduras. But... Uh- <laughs> But he's having a tremendous success in, in Japan. And then we look at the still photo. It looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, as a TV person. Yeah. So good for him. Uh, only hours before showtime, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band announced the postponement of last night's concert in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the venue posted a message on its website stating, due to illness, tonight's Bruce Springsteen and E Street Band concert nationwide arena has been postponed. We're working on rescheduling. Korea? Yeah. Sorry to hear that. I can't stop crapping. Got the squirts? Very liquidy. Oh, my God. It's bad. Even Wendy wouldn't get on the back of a motorcycle. <laughs> it's all slick and brown. Oh, and it's, yeah. it's a mess back there. Looks uh, like the Exxon Valdez. Over the course of the tour, COVID has sidelined several band members, members uh, forcing the band to play without show, shows without uh, Stephen Van Zandt, uh, Susie Tyrell, Nils Lofgren, and Jake Clemens. Uh, there's been no word as to the reason for the postponement or which member of the ensemble has fallen ill. And then I'm going to mention a show. Uh, there is a show tonight at Brooklyn Bowl. 
with the sisters of Larkin Poe. We love them. They are so good. They have become a band that I've really fallen in love with. They stopped by here, uh, Casey, it was during your trip across the country, the first one. Yep. And I know Jackie Bam Bam is friends with them. And uh, the, they both came in and they played here in our studio. Unbelievable. I was so incredibly impressed with them. And, and it gave me a chance to go back and explore their music a little bit more. Man, are they talented musicians. Are you going to go? I can't. I've got something going on with family tonight. Um, but they're at Brooklyn Bowl. It's a smaller venue. It's yeah. an 8 o'clock show. And you want to hear some really well-played blues. And their vocals, they're, they're such great singers. It's Megan. It's not them. It's Josh Groban. That's, that's not them. But uh, they're a great follow on uh, on Instagram because uh, they, they'll just show them jamming yeah, or just sitting around it. working on some stuff. But um, bagels yeah. and such. You want to see some great music? Go see Larkin Poe tonight. Good advice at Brooklyn Bowl. And I wish they could uh, come by here today. I wish we had a chance to see them this weekend. But Jackie, uh, um, Bill told me that uh, Jackie. Wanted to go record shopping with them while they Aww. were in town. I don't know if they'll be able to do that or not, but um, I think they had said yes to it, but we'll see if that ends up happening. All right, and there you go. That's, Excellent. That is what I have in music news for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll get ready to wrap things up, give away our Word of the Week prize when we return, so make sure you stay close. The Cardboard Classic 2023 now goes into the annals. I mean, the annals of history. A lot of heart went into all of these creations, and we appreciate everything. Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! All Keep right. Moving. It's smoking, too. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh, the humanity. They did well, but then they hit one of the little, um, what would you call those? I would call that a snowbank. Oh. Thank you. Snowbank. Great just to be up here with all these fantastic people is awesome. And by the way, we don't have a museum, but we do have a digital gallery of these things. This is true. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff at PrestonAndSteve.com. Now that's what I call a crowd, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to move things along uh, a little bit quickly. Steve's got uh, stuff to get to this weekend. A very rare zipping out of here moment. Zippity doodah appointment yeah. that we're going to get you off to. So we'll take care of business here in just a second. Uh, but I would do thank uh, everyone involved with today's program. Let me reiterate the announcement we made this morning. Very important and very cool. Yeah. So we are, of course, you've heard probably that we are going to be headed to spring training uh, in Clearwater. Next Friday, a week from today, we'll be broadcasting live from the ballpark in Clearwater. And uh, then we, you know, wrap up the broadcast, hang out, go to the game, meet with people, have a good time. And then usually we would either, you know, stay the weekend if we wanted to or fly back, whatever it may be. We have a change of plans. Uh, we are going to be heading. We're going to be jumping in a car and we're going to be driving to Orlando. And we are going to broadcast on Monday morning from Universal Studios Orlando. We, you have, If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we've been talking about wanting to do this for years and years and years. And it is finally happening. And we've been we're, crying like little babies that I we know. want to do this. We're so excited. <laughs> uh, and what's great, too, is is we will get to we'll, we'll get to experience the park on Sunday mm-hmm. and take all that in. And then Monday, do the show live from there. Uh, and then, then we, after the show's over, maybe hang out for a couple hours. Then we got to head back. We're coming back because we're doing the show here on Tuesday. But where you... 
win. Here you go. Is uh, we want you to experience the same thing. We want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. We're going to give away five trips for this. Starting Monday, March 20th, listen weekday mornings at 8 a.m. for the Presidency Photo Hunt Challenge, which we are going to issue to you. You'll get a clue on air, and then you check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. If you're the correct number caller later on in the show, and you identify the photo and the answer from that morning's clue, you win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. You can get more information by going to WMMR.com. So this is really happening. It's a full package. Yep. Thank you to everyone involved. Uh, Nick McElwain's been kind of the spearhead on this, uh, putting it together. So uh, it's coming together, and we're going to make this whole thing happen uh, next week uh, by starting off heading to Clearwater and then moving on and going and, and doing the whole thing. We're, we're up in the ante. Yeah, that was Kathy's, uh, you did Nick's. Oh. What was that? Sound? Kathy's window. Do you have a truck drive by, or I think it was a motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. either hear the cats or the passing rush hour traffic. No, you didn't hear the cats the past two days, right? No. Just yeah. the first day. No. Yeah. Uh, the first day we definitely heard them. All right. Thank you also to Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Uh, Fitz Dog is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight. And tomorrow he's just the best. We love him to death. So good. Uh, so please go see him. You will not be disappointed. It's hilarious. I've seen him live on a number of occasions, and. Then we met somebody we haven't had a chance to chat with before. His name is Phil Hanley. Super nice guy yeah. performing at Punchline Philly tonight and tomorrow. So thank you uh, to those guys for coming by. Pierre Robert is here. And good day then. Nice to see you, man. And to see you. No sad bro. No sad bro. We're set for a Friday. Yeah. And in a week you'll be in Bezball. Yeah. Bezball business. That's how they say it in France. And very good to me. B-E-Z-B-O-L. Bezball. And um, then you'll be um, in the universal thing, which for you kids, uh, who are all just big kids, is going to be great, great Uh, fun. Do theme parks hold any interest uh, or appeal to you? I went to Disney World uh, uh, once with some friends for a couple of days, and a friend of mine worked there, and he got us on all the rides Oh, you know, he told us where, when to be, which ride to beat the line and that sort of thing. But after a while, I started craving graffiti in a homeless person. <laughs> I mean, it was so sterile and so so antiseptic and homogenized and pasteurized and purified. Why go to Italy when you can go to the Italy of Disneyland or the, you know, you don't need to go to France. You go to French Disneyland. And it's just like... I don't know. It was a little too much for you. Okay. And right. I ran into Jerry Falwell face-to-face of all bizarre, the, the the notorious preacher. And we're walking along, and he and a contingent is walking by, and I go, you're Jerry Falwell. <laughs> and he goes, I sure I am, son. <laughs> I go, dear God in heaven, get me out of here. Uh, <sighs> uh, so, I, I just, but, it's, but it's a great place. I weren't sure if you were into uh, roller coasters and things like that. Used to. Okay. Um, not as much anymore. Gotcha. All right. Uh, can you help us with the letter? I can. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in energy. All right. And you have five letters now. So uh, let's take the fifth caller at 215-263-WMMR and see if you can uh, correctly identify the word that Pierre has spelled out. 
letter by letter this week, and we got uh, good stuff to give to you. Uh, speaking of good stuff, I'm sure that's the plan for today on your program. So, so, and so. Yes. Yeah, we'll have uh, Muse uh, tickets to give away, um, not the the ones you're about to give away, which are even better, but I'll have Muse tickets. Uh, we will have a Workforce Blocks of Peter Gabriel uh, just went on sale for that September show, Breaking Benjamin uh, and Neil Young, and it's going to be a fun Friday. I love it. All right, we're going to try to find a winner uh, and see if we can give away our goodies here. We were looking for the fifth caller, and that happens to be Tim. So I'm going to go to Tim. Hey, Tim, good morning. Mashed potatoes, boil them, smash them, stick them in a stew. (laughs) Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, So, Tim, what's the word of the week, buddy? Apple. Great day in the morning. Tim, you're going to a concert on March 19th at the Wells Fargo Center, and we got some great floor seats for you to see Muse, my man. Yes, sir. Excellent. Hang on. We'll get all that info, and we'll take care of you. Muse is on their Will of the People tour. Like I said, Sunday, March 19th, Wells Fargo Center. Special guest Evanescence, too. Some tickets do remain via Wells Fargo Center. Philly.com. All right, let's thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Also, Villanova University and their College of Professional Studies. You can pursue the next you. Uh, next week on our program, uh, Mr. Mark Maron will yeah. be joining us, which is awesome. He said some wonderful things about us on his podcast not that long ago. And we'll start off our Florida adventure in Clearwater Amazing. with uh, Philly's spring training. So that all taking place next week, and we'll have a bunch of other things as well. That's it. We're done. Rage on. You have a great, safe, wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.